Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever and whenever you're tuning in from, my fellow Liberty lovers. This is Amber S. from Living with Freedom Ministries, reminding you to tune in on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific Time, for the Living with Freedom show, where we'll embrace what living with freedom can look like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in everyday life. That's 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific, here on Freedomizer Radio. We talk a lot about the kingdom here, and we talk a lot about what most churches are afraid to talk about or don't even know to talk about, which is what the first century church was really doing. But just talking about it is not enough. We encourage everybody to join us uh, in their local neighborhoods, in their local communities, to find out more about what they can do to seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness gather with others who are already starting this road or starting to turn around and do things differently. Join us on thelivingnetwork.org or at hisholychurch.org. Go to the network links or go to preparingyou.com. Join the network there. It's all the same. And we'll try to hook you up with people in your local area. They will not be perfect. They don't walk on water. They are not necessarily saints. But they are talking about seeking the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And join us on Facebook. Facebook.com, His Holy Church, all one word. Join us there. We'll give you updates so you can start doing some studying and thinking about these things and start looking into these things for yourselves. But it's just not enough to sit and listen or to talk about or to say. You must become a doer of the word. think you should do? I think you should join us for Dynamic Word Bible Studies, where I am always hosting. My name is Felicia DeRozier, and I have two amazing co-hosts. Cross, the favorite. You wish. This is Mariah, the real favorite child. Oh, sure. <laughs> hmm We spend a lot of time learning about the Bible, and possibly a little time learning about humility. That would be awesome, right? Yeah, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan. <laughs> we air live every Wednesday from 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to 10:30. Uh, right now, we're going through the Book of Romans, but we're going to start moving into the Gospel of John. We're going to learn about Jesus. We're going to learn about living and walking in the Spirit, and learning to be a little humble with those that we live with. It's going to be a great time. I can't wait for you to join us. Right, guys? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Please check out the Barefoot is Legal radio show right here on Saturdays, 1.30 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Time, that is 10.30 a.m. to noon Pacific Time, as we show you all about your barefoot rights and living a barefoot lifestyle. And for more information about the 501c3 nonprofit Barefoot is Legal, please check out barefootislegal.org. Hello, I'm Mike. My birthing partner and I just got our new Lysnica Freedom Microchips. These microchips are awesome. They help me keep the freedom I used to before enrolled into Southern Hampshire Institute in Technology. 
I am Shmar. I am friends with Mike and his birthing partner. We met at SHIT. I am a liberal media major. I also just got a Lysenica Freedom Microchip. SNSHIT recently mandates everyone on campus get their Freedom Microchip. I jumped on the Lysenica joint. This Freedom Chip grants me the freedom to go everywhere I was allowed to before COVID. Now this chip tells me when I am and am not allowed to go outside. It also tracks my boosters. If I'm not up to date on a chip, it tells me when I need to get it by. This chip is sweet. Without this Freedom Chip no one is allowed on our campus. I scan my hand whenever I want to pay for something. It also calls for an ambulance when I get another heart attack from a booster. Which is totally not a heart attack from getting a gene therapy. These Freedom Chips are free. You can go to any drugstore or China Mart. An employee with insert in your wrist. Remember, it is not the mark of the beast. You just need to let Lysenic track and trace your every move. You just need a freedom chip to buy, sell, work, and live. When you get a microchip, look for the Lysenic Freedom Microchips. They are sweet. Hello everyone. I am Broccoli Man. At night I fight for organic GMO free food. During the day I fight crime against child trafficking. Please watch my story on rumble.com. Just look up Broccoli Man and you can see my regular run-ins and follies with Globalist, The Wiretap, The Millennials, and everyone else I run into. I fight communists and very pro-free speech. Just check me out. Broccoli Man. On rumble.com. Now, let's get back to the Proof Negative Show, here on FreedomizerRadio.com. Hello Freedomizers. I am Broccoli Man. When I am not fighting crime, I listen to the Proof Negative Radio Show. I am the Wire Ripper. Not only do I forbid you to listen to Freedomizer Radio and the Proof Negative Radio Show, I am going to demand you wear a mask and get your naked body scan. We need to protect the One World Government. You getting the real information hurts a crime syndicate. Do not listen to proof negative. You must now disrobe this instant so I can check your person for a constitutional cash money. Anyway, listen to proof negative on Freedomizer Radio. Weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern. 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Freedomizerradio.com Welcome to the Proof Negative Radio Show, right here on FreedomizerRadio.com. Now sit back and enjoy the show.
everyone welcome back to another great night here on freedomizer radio of course i'm your host proof negative the big kahuna here on freedomizer i want to thank everybody so much for finding us today today is wednesday so we'll have joanne moretti joining us here tonight and if you have anything out there in radio land you want to share with us the number here is 319-527-6208 And just press lucky number one on your phone, and I will make it a point to bring you into tonight's show. All right, so let's go ahead and bring Joanne in here. Hey, everybody. Hey, Proof. Hello, Freedomizers. Good to be here. Well, thanks for being here, uh, Joanne. So uh, what have you been working on this week? 
Oh, I've been working on all kinds of stuff. We've got tons of breaking news, though, going on right now. Pro-Palestinian rioters are, at this very moment, trying to break into the DNC building in D.C. And they're being stopped by Metro Police, but they're throwing rocks. They're also throwing rocks at a rally at um, Arizona State University, too. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, well, right now it's breaking all over the place that these there's a few hundred of them, and they showed up at the DNC. They want the DNC to call for a ceasefire. So they think that they're going to just break into this building and, and everything's going to be fine. They are right now being violent and clashing with police. That's completely well, different than I'm the rally that was held there yesterday. I'm just trying to understand how this helps Iran. Um, they figure they got all this support. These college kids don't know what they're doing. They really didn't know what he's telling these kids the truth about any of it. You know, Israel isn't completely holy, but they were minding their business that day. These right. people have been training to use those motorized hang gliders for quite some time. They were being trained by the Iranian IRGC. So, I mean... Palestinians didn't just get on those machines, and, and they didn't build those machines. They got them somewhere, and they learned how to use them and learned how to come in like paratroopers, but they were on those motorized hang gliders. Do you know that there was a caricature drawing of that very scenario on the cover of uh, Christmas Eve uh, the Economist magazine, like in 1981 or 1984 or something. No. And it had Benjamin Netanyahu, it had Ahmadinejad, you know, Iran back then, that's who was the, the president. Mm-hmm. And it had the hang gliders, and one of the ones had on a ski mask, and it said Hamas on his headband on one of the hang gliders, and Netanyahu was on the other one, and it was on the cover of The Economist magazine. I was watching a video about that, and I checked on it, and it was true. So that was predicted long ago. Also, we got some news about COVID-19 vaccine and about our soldiers getting that vaccine by Moderna in 2014. So, yeah, they did check it out. And it was given to them by the Department of Defense, DOD. So they've known about this COVID for quite some time, too. But we've got a few things to talk about tonight. I like the fact that uh, that Europe is suing AstraZeneca, which that was the first company to get banned here in the United States, because right after it came out, they had grand opening and grand closing, and then it was just the other three companies that were allowed to sell. Yeah, they went right down. But um, the Biden administration is searching for eight new attorneys to defend the federal government in vaccine injury cases. And it seems the DOJ is preparing for a surge of uh, vaccine injury lawsuits. And the New York Police Department officers are suing the city for $75 million after being fired and losing full pensions and health benefits for refusing to get the vaccine. Right. So... There's a lot going on with this COVID stuff. Well, maybe we Vito's listening and he can call in on that today. Uh, if Vito, if you're out there, we'd like to hear from you. Yeah, really. We tried to tell people about that. We have 
our own team of researchers who were doing a fabulous job. They should get a Nobel Prize for their work. Um, they broke down that entire vaccine, the whole virus and everything, and they put all their information on Facebook free for everyone. And Facebook took it down. They saved their research, and they were right all along. Every word they said, everything, every one of their results come out right. And one of them was the first time I had heard it called a Chimera, Chimera virus. And she was absolutely right. Yeah, she was right. And she was right right down to the clots. You know, I have another friend who has now been diagnosed with blood clots in several places. Even in her wrist, she's got blood clots. I asked her if she was vaccinated. She said yes. She said she got it because of her... Yeah, she said she got it because of her parents. She didn't even want it. But... Her parents, both of them, were in hospitals at the time. And, you know, you were a granny killer back then, and you had to have the vaccine and all of that. But I feel bad for her. She's got blood clots everywhere. Now she's on, um, oh, some, some um, blood thinner. See, and I, I look Ele- at this, and Ele- I, Ele- I look at the Bible... And I'm just wondering if this is the plague that kills a third of the population, or at least they were hoping it would have been. This is a man-made plague, though. It's a bioweapon. Oh, I understand that, but a plague is a plague regardless of who made it. You're right. You're right. They called it a pandemic, so that's just a synonym for a plague. Wow. Yeah, well, you know, we're finding out more and more and more about this. It just seems like everything just coincided all at once for for the uh, for for Satan himself to come out because you have the the alleged up to a third of the population will will die in a plague. You have every nation, including China, that are on the brink of of their monetary system collapsing. So you'll need a in order to get out of this, everybody will have to band together and have one global currency because every nation is rushing to uh, to tilt themselves. Right. And then you right. have things like microchips that are ready to come out. Mm-hmm. And then you have all this hatred of, of people that are born uh, and just happen to be Jewish. I, I, I never thought in the United States that you would see hate like this again become popular. You know, I'm very, 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 very upset by all of that. This is the United States of America. We don't need that type of stuff here. These students are being so misled in every direction. They have no idea what's going on. I mean, over at the ASU, right, the the pro-Hamas students and the ASU student government, they're demanding an anti-Israel BDS resolution tonight at the ASU, and the president and Senate president refused to let it be heard. So now these students began throwing rocks at windows at the ASU building, and police surrounded the situation. The meeting was cut short, of course, and you're not going to hear that from the media. And Everybody out there, ASU is for Arizona State University. And BDS, that's a movement. That's the Boycott Divestment Sanctions 
movement, and it's supposedly working to end international support for Israel's oppression of Palestinians and pressure Israel to comply. Well, you know, these students are not being told that there hasn't been a Jew in Gaza in 14 years. And those people in Gaza elected Hamas to lead them. But well, and also, it, uh, Joanne, uh, and when being asked about a ceasefire, and I, I'm with Netanyahu on this, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm on the side of freedom. I don't care between Hamas or Iran and, and Israel. I'm all about the people that live there. I'm not about bad governments. Right. So am I. But when, uh, when Israel says, okay, we'll ceasefire if you give us back our hostages and you say no, I'm sorry if you just want to leave things alone and make it back the way it was before that event and give the people back and apologize to the families and, and just let it go, then I'm good. Right. You can't say, let's cease fire, but I'm going to keep your hostages. No, not at all. And now they've admitted that that girl that they showed on the um, motorcycle they're getting kidnapped, she's dead. So they didn't give a cause of death, but they said she's dead. So, you know, you're killing off these hostages. One of the hostages is a three-year-old American child. By the way, we just found that out today. A three-year-old baby is being held by these people. Now, I'm sure this baby's not getting the best of treatment. Although, you saw on the videos... The Israeli army, they got inside that hospital, and they went room to room. And not only did they go room to room looking for Hamas, but they also brought in equipment. They brought in generators. They brought in fuel. They brought in baby formula, incubators, all kinds of hospital supplies. They brought in extra doctors and nurses to relieve the doctors and nurses that have been held there by Hamas, not able to leave. Hamas wouldn't let them evacuate those patients. Israel tried to give them fuel to keep the generators going, and Hamas made off with it. So they didn't care about those people in the hospital. So actually, Israel's doing the people in the hospital a favor right now. Not, I mean, the whole war is not a favor. I don't mean to put it that way. But under the circumstances, they are being civilized about this event with the hospital. So they are trying to care for the patients. And provide yeah, for the trying to kill people in hospitals to prove a point doesn't make any sense. Right. Yeah, they're not going room to room killing patients. But, you know, to hear Hamas talk about it, yeah, they are. No, they're not. And they got into the tunnels below. And they did find evidence of um, weapons and all kinds of stuff in there they found. They found a lot of weapons. So now they're analyzing the weapons to see where they came from. You know, are they Russian weapons? Are they Iranian weapons? Are they homemade weapons? What kind of weapons are we talking about here? Right. So, and where did, you know, where were they manufactured? Because Gaza's a little place. If they were manufacturing hand grenades on a large scale, they would need to have black powder and bearings and things like that, right? So they would notice that stuff coming in. I don't know. Anyhow... Israel is not occupying Palestine. Hamas is occupying Palestine. There hasn't been any Jewish occupation there in 14 years. 
So I don't know what these kids are talking about when they're so, saying end the occupation of Palestine. Let me ask there is you, no Joanne, because in my circle, I don't hear anybody talking about hating Jews. It's, it's only media and at, at colleges. Is it just yeah. that the youth are being brainwashed? Because the average person doesn't ask, hey, uh, I, I think you're Jewish. This has been festering. You remember that the KKK didn't like Jews. The skinheads don't like Jews. The Democrats don't like Jews. The Weather Underground, they didn't like Jews. And I think Bill Hayes was a Jew and didn't like them. So, yeah, this is... And now you got the squad, the Hamas squad there in Congress right. to leave and... Uh, Elon Omar, Presley, that guy, I forget his name, but, yeah, they were all pro-Hamas. I was actually pleasantly Hakeem surprised Jeffries. to see Hakeem Jeffries, yes, at that rally yesterday. I was kind of shocked to see him there, but he said all the right things. He did all right. I mean, I don't really have any use for the guy, but, you know, in that case, and Schumer was there. His voice goes right through me. He's an opportunist. He sees a crowd like that. He's going to go out and try to hijack that crowd and get himself some brownie points. You know, he's a snake. He hasn't done much for the Jews. And and Bernie stayed away. Yeah, it's convenient that all the Jewish Democrats don't want to get involved because they're afraid of offending people. Well, that's what happened in... Germany in World War II. Right. Everybody kept their head down and their mouth shut. They didn't want to get involved. They thought they were the only one, you know. And all this great support was out there for the Nazis. So the people who didn't support them, they just kind of kept quiet because they didn't want to ruffle any feathers or have to deal with the backlash. And that's what happened. We can't stay silent about this. Yeah, you, Joanne, I like to call them the ostriches because they stick their yeah. head in the sand and pretend it goes away. Yeah, and that doesn't help anybody. The silent majority is irrelevant. What good are you if you're silent? You know, I'm I'm tired of hearing about the silent majority. If the majority is silent, the majority is not relevant. But my question, though, is, Joanne, why do you have to pick a side? You don't have to pick a side. You can come on here and say what I just said and be on the side of freedom and no war and everybody puts their guns away. Yeah. But we have to get to a point where we can achieve that. Hamas isn't going to go for that. Hamas no. is calling for the death of all Jews. So, you know, you can't meet them halfway on that. Iran is calling for death to Israel, death to America. So what, do you want to kill half of us to meet them halfway? That's crazy. You can't rationalize or negotiate with people who want you dead. But meanwhile, Joanne... Meanwhile, the border is still wide open. Their people yep. are coming in every single day by the thousands. And, mm-hmm. uh, and Brandon's offering them $10, million, $10 billion with a B, $10 billion. Right. And the Republicans just put forth a bill that continues funding for this border, whatever system they're using there. It's continued funding Biden's border baloney until after the first of the year, because you wouldn't want to, you know, upset anybody right before the holidays, and of course, that's when they get you, 
Christmas Eve, they come up with this sneaky bill at midnight. Mm-hmm. So, remember when Obama did that? And oh, Pelosi. Yeah, Christmas Eve. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. And then they all went home, and it was such an emergency. They had to get it done by Christmas. And Obama didn't even sign that bill until, like, February 2nd of the following year, of course. You know, So it was over a month later. But it was a crisis, an emergency. It had to be passed right there in the middle of the night on Christmas Eve. And they do that to us all the time. So I think Johnson was trying to avoid that right now because everybody's so concerned about the holidays. Well, you know, this is the United States of America. You don't take a break. Our soldiers aren't taking a holiday. you got them all over the place. The Palestinian people, they're in dire straits right now. The Jews are in a complete uproar. They've taken in rocket fire from Lebanon, from Gaza. They're trying to stop these people. They're going door to door, room to room, looking for the people that are shooting at them and trying to find the hostages. The world has lost their mind calling for a ceasefire. They're holding hostages. Give the hostages back. Then we can talk about ceasefires. They were already in a ceasefire when... October 7th took place. That was during a ceasefire. So Israel's got to observe a ceasefire, but Hamas doesn't. And you're supposed to just overlook all these random rockets coming in still. They haven't even stopped firing rockets. So if you really want a ceasefire, you know, show a little incentive here. But they're still using people for human shields. They're not letting patients out of the hospitals. They're not letting people evacuate because racking up the bodies looks good for them somehow. And people aren't getting it that it's Hamas that's keeping these people here. If you see a a fighter jet come over you, you don't have any fighter jets, but you see a fighter jet come over your head and it drops a whole bunch of leaflets and says, get out of here. You got 48 hours, go south. Pretty much, that's what you should do. Especially if you don't have any of those fighter jets. The people, the Palestinian people, this video of one guy saying that it's the Arabs that are doing this. It's not the Jews. The Jews have been nice to us. Hmm. So the Palestinian people know what's going on. And the more that they too are being held hostage by Hamas, they're starting to realize, you know, even more so, that they are hostages too. These people are being held as human shields against their will. And you that's know, these why want to leave. they not, want to get out of harm's way. I'm not anti-Palestine. I'm anti. Uh, I'm anti-war. So right. So am I. It's not. It's not the the citizens' faults that they were born someplace and they're 16 years right. old and they haven't been able to save up enough money to live on their own somewhere else. I mean, they do have a responsibility because they believed Hamas. Just like the Egyptian people, they believed the Muslim Brotherhood. But well, then they but all then realized again, and woke up uh, we, we and they got rid of them. to be our president and, and look at what he's doing to us. Right. So it's up to us to correct that. You know, right. the TV told them, oh, Trump is bad, orange man bad, and everything he did was wrong. And now you're looking back on it because your 2020 vision is much better than your in the here and now vision. You know that people out there are hurting. 
that their bills have gone through the roof. Food went up another 25% this month. So a rotisserie chicken you used to buy at, I don't know, Publix or Walgreens for six ninety nine is now nine ninety nine. Walgreens? So you mean Walmart? Uh, uh, Walmart. You know the rotisserie I was chickens? Say, the Walgreens started selling rotisserie chickens. Not Walgreens, you're right, Walmart. <laughs> yeah, Walmart. No, they don't sell hot deli chickens at Walgreens. Um, I don't even know what that I, that came from. Anyhow, Walmart, yes. You know, that they've gone up exponentially. Mm-hmm. You know, who can afford a steak anymore? The price of beef has gone through the roof. You're lucky you can afford hamburg. Electric yeah, I was looking have gone at, up 100%. Uh, I was looking at a, at a, a ribeye roast on sale. It's like $10 a pound. Who can afford that? You know, on a holiday, you'd like to have a nice crown roast. But not this year, you can't. I'm debating on, I'm debating on spending 20 25 bucks on one, actually. Yeah, we did find a sale on turkeys down here at Winn-Dixie. They're 49 cents a pound. So I grabbed a couple of those to put them in the freezer. I like a turkey once in a while throughout the year. And at 49 cents a pound, who knows if they're going to ever be that price well, again. See, and, and but, my, my wife said that that's too much turkey. Don't cook a whole one. But I'm thinking my favorite part is turkey thighs. And when they're yeah. in stock, and they are not in stock often, they're usually three ninety nine a pound. Right. So right. by the time so I get a pack of turkey thighs, I could have cooked the whole turkey. Yeah, well, cook the whole turkey, take the meat off the bones and freeze it. Right, exactly. You know, and then you can pull it out of the freezer and defrost it if you wanted a turkey sandwich on a, you know, flour tortilla with some mayonnaise and lettuce or something, you know. Yeah, just take it out of the freezer. You can make several meals out of that. It's just the two of us this year. We don't have anybody else. And and I understand. I don't want to – I don't know how to cook a Thanksgiving dinner for two, so I get it. Bob Evans is having a great deal on catering. I don't know if you saw this. Do you have a Bob Evans near you? Not even close. No. All right, well, a lot of the places are offering Thanksgiving dinners. But dinner for two is only thirteen ninety nine a person. And they do it, you know, family style, so they have a little thing of potatoes and a little thing of chicken, and yeah. it's packaged cold, and all you got to do is heat it. Okay. Yeah, so well, you know, a bad. lot of those places have it. Yeah, even Walmart and Publix and Kroger's and stuff, they all offer the fully cooked dinners. All you have to do is pick it up and then just reheat it. And for any amount of people. It's just one of those I like to cook it, but then again, I don't mm-hmm. because it's just so much work, but I like doing it. It's just, I, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, it, it, it's tedious work. It's, it takes a long time. It's not something you can do instantly. You have yeah. to babysit it. But I'm telling you, it's worth it. And you get a lot of meat off one turkey, and you can make a lot of meals out of it. And you can make everything from turkey soup to turkey tetrazzini to, you know, whatever you want. Turkey chili, turkey anything. Because uh, there, there's a place, the grocery outlet here, and they're, they're selling the turkeys for 50 cents a pound. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and so I'm thinking, 
there's no other meat I'm going to get at 50 cents a pound that's worthwhile. Right. And you have dogs, and the dogs like turkey, and it's very good for them, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't be opposed. For 50 cents a pound, you get a 12-pound turkey. It's only $6. That's what you'd spend on one steak. And a turkey you can have many meals out of. That's true. Yep, and just when you seal it up, take all the air out of it, put it in a bag, you know, a Ziploc bag or something, squeeze the air out of it. Right. Put a paper towel as a layer in between and put it in another bag, and that'll keep it from getting freezer burned. You can keep it as long as you need it, as long as it's airtight and that you're okay. absorbing the moisture that would cause it to shell up. Yeah, we have the vacuum towel. sealers also. Yeah, those are really good to have. Yeah, and you can you can put up that turkey fully cooked for a long time. And even if, if something is freezer burned, Joanne, it, uh, it's edible. Uh, the, the only way, well, the best way to fix it is if you know something is freezer burned, you have to soak it in, in a marinade with olive oil and other stuff for two to three days, and you'll get some of the liquid back. It's not going to be perfect, mm-hmm. but it's edible. Yeah. People make the mistake of putting their freezer up too high, or too low, rather. The freezer should be um, between 0 and 20 degrees is optimum, but the closer to 20 you get, the better, depending on, you know, what kind it is. Like ice cream, you want to keep that at about, I don't know, 15 degrees. Mm-hmm. But to avoid freezer burn on steaks, you want to keep that about 17 or 18 degrees. I'll have to look at my yeah. freezer and see where I'm at. Yeah, you don't want it too cold because, you know, when you, when you people make the mistake of just, you know, okay, I want it to extra freeze or I want it to freeze faster, but that's how you burn it. Freezing it too much is not good. Okay. And your food will last a lot longer if you just give it that one extra degree. Okay. I'll have yeah. to, sounds like I'll have to up my temp, my thermometer, and, and if it saves on electric at the same time, that, that'll work too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, I saw that they arrested those kids for beating that student to death. Over I the went to that high school, it, actually, for a year. Oh, yeah? Yeah, back, like, what, 30 years ago, 40 years, 35 years ago, or whatever it is? You know, I guess they got a lot of problems at that high school now because there was other kids being interviewed, and they they were afraid too because you don't you got to watch what you say, and if someone steals your stuff, you can't try to get it back because then they'll all gang up on you. Yeah, you got some roving gangs of kids that are just bullying the other kids at that high school. You yeah, see that they're taking the school resource offices up. I'm sorry. That's a, that's in a very bad part of town now. When I was a kid, it was starting to get bad, but it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Well, now these kids are all choosing up sides and forming gangs and just roving around, and the kids that aren't in gangs. I guess that whole fight started over earpods. Somebody in that gang took earpods from a special needs kid, and the mm-hmm. dead kid said, give it back. And then they said, well, meet me after school and stuff. So the dead kid thought he was just going to fight one, but then 15 of them swarmed him. 
Yeah, they swarmed all over them. And they happened just, you know, just off the, the school ground right there, just next to the school. And the school people come out, and, of course, they were giving them CPR and stuff, but it didn't save them. But I, I wonder how that's going to affect the school for the rest of the year. I don't know. But, like I, I, was, I started to say, in New York, Mayor Adams is now taking the school resource offices out of the schools. Yes. He's just leaving these schools completely vulnerable because he has to use the money to pay for the illegals. So now there's not going to have any security in these schools. But but let me ask on that, Joanne. And by the way, you have a caller that wants to call in. You probably know who it is by now. But Oh, it's probably Joe, uh, yeah. There's all kinds so, of breaking stuff going on. So uh, Eric Adams is being investigated now for yeah. voter fraud? For taking money from the Turks. Some Turkish businessman he supposedly gave the Adams campaign a whole bunch of money and the woman that is indicted and they raided her house too she supposedly yeah. was the middle person but I don't know about that he went against Biden so they're looking for reasons and you know this girl she's his campaign manager it's probably his, his side chick or something because, boy, he flew home from D.C. really fast when she got raided. They took her phones. They took his phones at the airport, too. So was this just over that he wouldn't take those illegals? And then and then when he goes to the border and then he comes back and says the border is secure, like a dummy? Mm-hmm. And, they, and that's yeah. not good enough? We have to... We have to uh, we have to still go after you. I mean, they're going after Cornell West, uh, and people don't see that uh, how illegal it is to go after people just because they voted against. They don't like what you said, right? People don't see That's that. What's going on? I, I just wish Eric Adams would be more vocal about it. Oh, he's not going to be. He's totally controlled. No, I know that, but if he if he was vocal about it, it would stop. But the fact that he's controlled means that it's going to happen, and he's going to allow it. Yeah, well, he tried to open his mouth, and you see what happened? Uh, at this Put point, right back uh, in his place. I, I, yeah, they I don't would like black people uh, that if, don't toe the line. But then again, because I, I'm not a Democrat, I would have, I would have, I, I, I don't care if I if I had to switch political parties to tell my case. I'm not going to jail to to keep a a Democrat or any operative happy, even if it right. means that you have to you have to talk to Lee Zeldin and say you're switching parties because you don't like the corruption. I don't care. No. I'm not going to jail for these clowns. Yeah, Chelsea Gabbard even walked away from them. That's they're how crazy. you stop it. I mean, they're, they're going to investigate you, but then everybody's going to see what, what they're doing, and that would expose it. Instead, you're just going to sit there and take it like a dumbass. Yeah, but people like you and me and our listeners, they know this is all going on. But the average people out there in the streets, they really don't know. I've been asking people questions, and they right. really don't know what's going on. Well, I didn't hear that on the news. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that would have been on the news if that happened. No. How about the leader for blacks for Trump? You know, they got him now. They don't. They really don't like black people that don't toe the line, that's for sure. Oh, I know. Yeah, but now so, they're trying to put him away. So uh, we have uh, Joseph uh, joining us here, as you know. Hey, hello, hey. everybody. Hey, Joe, how you doing? What's going on? Well, the the uh, Hamas protesters went and assaulted the DNC in D.C. Yeah. By the hundreds. I know. Yeah, that was just breaking as as we were coming on air. What's is, are they still at it or what's going on? Has it been changed? Well, under they're control? still at it, they but they, there's, they have it under control. The police do. Okay, yeah, there was a lot of people trying to batter down that door that I saw. Yeah, well, you know, I hate to say it, but D.C. has become a pole now. It, it's oh, gotten yeah. so bad down oh, there. You could so say bad. shithole here, Joe. We're not going to be <laughs> Well, Well, I'm a good Christian minister, and I don't I don't use that word, but... <laughs> well, that's what it is. I mean, well, we're all Christians here. I know, so I, I know, I know. Sometimes we oh, yeah. try to call things what they are. And it's it's not a yeah. matter of being mean. It's just what it is. No. Speaking of fecal matter, you see they cleaned up San Francisco? I was going to talk about that. I just didn't want to interrupt Joseph because I know he's been waiting a while. Oh, I'm sorry you were waiting a while. We're just, we're just going no, don't don't go. worry. I, I, I came in when you were talking about COVID, Joanne. But I, I just wanted to let you know when COVID broke out, I lost my aunt, and they gave her remdesivir. And she she was dead in 24 hours. Then I lost my best friend out in Tulsa. Her and I did rescue together, you know, animal rescue. She had to go into rehab, and they made her take the shot. She texted me. She says, Joe, I don't want to go in. I have to take the shot. She was dead the next day. Yeah, a friend of mine just found out that she's crawling with blood clots, too. Uh, so, so what I did, Joanne, is I started a hidden forum in Facebook in a group. I developed a group, and I've been keeping tabs on it for the last almost three years now. I have almost yeah. every article, everything, and yeah, it's, gotta... it's getting worse. It's getting worse. It's not getting well, they better. Got a, a... They got a um, whistleblower. It says that this attorney was accusing the CIA and the Department of Defense of being deeply involved with the COVID-19. And this is a quote. It says, when someone got this COVID shot, they didn't get it from Pfizer or Moderna. They got it from the Department of Defense. The DOD distributed this, testified the attorney. And then it says that evidence suggested that COVID-19 was developed in the mid-2010s with a Moderna patent from 2016 that indicated a connection. So they went over this patent, and in the patent application, they found a connection to 2010. And the whistleblower provided military records showing a soldier receiving the COVID-19 immunization by Moderna in 2014. Mm-hmm. The guy's name is Renz, Attorney Renz. Check your yeah. check. Hey, check your uh, Twitter. Uh, I just sent you something. It just popped up tonight. Take, take a look at it. You're going to be shocked. Okay, a photo. 
oh, the U.S. Army, now they're saying COVID vaccine is not required. Yep. So what happens to all the people that didn't get the shot? They, they well, a, decided that they were not going to re-enlist them. Well, there's a lot of lawsuits going every which way right now. Yeah, and that's why when we started the show, I told them that Biden's looking for eight new lawyers to handle the vaccine injury cases. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe they could take Jack Smith off of the Trump stuff and put him on there. Yeah, There's right. one. Yeah. Well, how about that um, Fannie Wilson and that other one there in Georgia? Fannie Willis, yes. Yeah. What's the one in Georgia's name? She. Is it no New York? What's her name? Letitia James, the Attorney General. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, she's a lawyer too, so maybe he can go to work. She can go to work room too. Um, Donald Trump's lawyers filed paperwork to declare a mistrial today with the New York Supreme Court. And it says that there was clear bias from Judge Arthur Engoron. In a quote, it says, Such evidence coupled with an unprecedented departure from standard judicial procedure has tainted these proceedings, and a mistrial is warranted, said the lawyer. I mean, if so, it should be. You guys have listened to me enough. I only use profanity when it's, uh, when it's quoted from someone else. Uh, mm-hmm. So you can't have the judge posting on Twitter him or his wife with signs that say, fuck Trump, in the middle of a court case. You just can't do that. That's illegal. And she showed pictures of Trump in jail, too. She's found a meme, and she was posting it of Trump Trump behind bars, too. And the judge, he's, I don't know, he's he's something else. Hey, this just broke today, Joanne. 18 what? Republican state attorneys have filed friend of the court breeding supporting President Trump appeal against the gag order by Judge Chuck, you know, the D.C. Judge. Yeah, Chukon. Yeah. yeah. That yeah, broke she, did, today. she really did overstep. I mean, who, she doesn't have the authority to put a gag order on him for that. This is, they all have to end up in mistrial. And that reverend, one of Trump's co-defendants here, the chaplain, he, um, his name is Reverend Stephen Cliffgod Lee. And he said, no, he's not taking a deal. And that's in the Georgia Rico case. And he rejected the plea deal. He said, we have to, each one of us, take up the fight. I'm not going to plead out to a lie. I'm not going to cooperate with evil. This is bigger than me. So he flatly refused to take the plea deal they offered him. What about the the video that's come out and Christopher Ray was questioned about it today with the January 6th on how many feds they had there? Did you see him? He was dancing more than Fred Astaire, Christopher Ray. He he was dancing more than Dr. Fraudy. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah, I watched that. And he was so evasive. He didn't answer one question. But um, that congressman that was questioning him, the one that put the video out there, he knew what he was talking about, and he already had the video evidence, and that wasn't the only video evidence. Remember 
that day, this guy, he looked, I don't know, he, he wasn't the greatest looking guy, but he was telling us about these buses pulling up. And he was saying that they were in Tifa and they were feds and stuff, and he was right. And he put that video out before the rally even started. He was showing us those buses that were showing up. He said, look, they're already showing up in the unmarked buses. And he had he posted the videotape of it. And people didn't pick up on it very much, but some people did. Anyhow, we all got screenshots of that because we thought that might be important down the road and passed them all around. And certainly it sure is. Those are ghost buses. And did you see the buses that didn't show up to pick up the kids from the tarmac? Yeah, that was over at Dallas. Air- that was at Dallas Airport. Yeah. Oh, that one, yes. They, yeah, the the and they weren't the only bus company to do it, so they must have these bus companies must have been in contact with each other, these drivers. But three hundred kids were stuck on a tarmac, and they got a rule over there that unless you have transportation supplied, you can't leave the tarmac. So these kids got off the plane and stretched their legs and stuff, but they weren't allowed inside the building. They had to stay right beside the plane and stretch their legs. Then they put them all back on the plane. The buses never showed up. They had an organized sick out. So I think that was pretty crummy, too. You know, these people will do anything. And those kids, you know, they wanted to go to that rally. They paid for their buses, but they were never provided the service because the bus drivers found out that they were Jewish or they were in support of the Jewish rally. You know, what if they didn't want to bring the Palestinian kids? Wouldn't that make, oh, like, that headline news and right everybody there. be flipping out about it? Right. I mean, you got kids knocking over the DNC right now as we're talking. Those kids aren't in trouble. They're not going to be in trouble. But, you know, that that Fulton County judge, what, Fannie Willis, she's filing to revoke bond and jail that um, guy, Harrison Floyd, the leader of the blacks for Trump. Mm-hmm. She said his social media posts intimidate co-defendants and witnesses. That's ridiculous. You know, we follow him on social media. This guy hasn't said anything that's intimidating or, you know, harassment or anything about co-defendants and witnesses. She's full of it. You know, they really do work their hardest to destroy any black Republicans out there. And well, you said it last week about that Daniel Cameron. I remember that. Oh, they were horrible to Herman Cain. They're terrible to Clarence Thomas. Um, that guy Cameron, who was the Republican running for governor of Kentucky, you said they called him Uncle Tom. On, on commercials, no less. Yeah, and got away with that. Yeah, they do not like blacks that speak for themselves. Look what they do to Candace Owens. Oh, my goodness, right. do they talk, they torture her. And that other girl that was running for... Uh, Congress seat in Baltimore. Remember her, the black girl? Winston Sears? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, not Winston. She, she was in Virginia. That's Virginia. 
yeah. Oh, I just had her she name. She was running in Baltimore. Clay, yeah, the girl that was or something. Yeah. Yeah, she, she, she did. They, they, they were horrible to her. They had a really good, uh, she put out the best commercial out there, too. Yeah. Remember, she she was walking through Baltimore, and she was going by all the, you know, run-down houses. Yes. Best commercial ever. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that commercial. It was the best commercial. Kimberly Clasic. Yeah. Clasic, yeah. Yeah, that's her name, Kimberly Clasic. But she... They boy, they ran her through the ringer. It's awful what they do. Now, bottom black line, people are not safe. Yeah, black Republicans are not safe. They're less safe than white Republicans. You know, and I don't like the racist racism against white people either. Racism should be dead and buried in this country. We have everything in this country, and no one's going anywhere, so... Now it's fresh again. Yeah. But this all started with Obama. You know, he he put race hate where there wasn't any. You got people that look like me, and, you know, uh, just tearing up wounds from history like they were yesterday or this morning. You know, and Joe Biden's out there saying, oh, yeah, white supremacy is the biggest problem we have. I don't think so. I think we've got a lot bigger problems than white well, supremacy. Well, unless, unless he's calling himself out for being a white supremacist. Right, yeah, unless he's talking about himself. He's the biggest white supremacist out there. You know, his history, his words, if you play those back to him. And Hillary Clinton and Democrats right down the whole line. Mm-hmm. Even in busing in Boston, there was no Republicans in that mix. That was Democrat on Democrat problems. Just like what they're doing now at the DNC, that's Democrat on Democrat. We told people the first people that they got to get rid of is the ones that helped them come to power. Because right. if you can help them get in, you mm-hmm. can help them get out. And it's already showing itself. All these kids that they trained and indoctrinated and taught them how to be little activists. Well, now they're turning against them. They're calling Mm -hmm. Biden genocide Joe, and they're trying to break into the DNC. And they didn't like the idea of Chuck Schumer being there yesterday. And we stand with Israel and all that stuff. They're freaking out. So was Jeffrey was there. Yes, and he did a good speech, too. I was amazed at his speech. I was saying, that's Hakeem Jeffries, and he's talking like that. He, you know, he was talking about unity and, and, you know, that nobody likes war and things like that. He was, he was doing a really good job. He was saying the right things. And even that, um, oh, jeez, Van John, John, Van, what was his name? Van Jones? Van yeah, Van the guy Jones. on CNN? Yeah, Van Jones. He said yeah. we got to stand with Israel. you got to get rid of all that because you'll not have any peace at all in the Middle East if you got factions like Hamas and Hezbollah. you got to get rid of them because they're the ones that are oppressing the people and not letting peace take hold. And he was yeah. right. Uh, Joanne, I'm going to bring Pianchi into the fold here, too. 
Sure. Come on in, Bianchi. Hello. How's everyone? Hello, friend. How are you doing tonight? Joe's here with us, too. I'm doing pretty good. You know, you talk about, uh, you know, now blacks don't particularly care about Israel because they got a longer, a long history that is hard to forget. You know, during the Million Man March, you had Abraham Foxman contact all black pastors, not all, but a lot, telling them not to send their congregation there. And things go on and on. See, it's not the people. It's these leaders. Right. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. It's these Zionist-supporting leaders. If we're going to hate communism, Marxism, fascism, Nazism, then we have to hate mm-hmm. Zionism, too. And it's terrible. And that government over there is terrible, too. It's things that you don't even know about right. that goes on. But what I was going to say is this. You want to take uh, – you want to kill a lot of the support that comes from blacks for the Democratic Party. Then you got to go after that school. The public schools, and you got to open up to vouchers, school choice with vouchers, where parents can take their children out of those environments. Yeah, well, the, the Democrats are fighting against that. They're fighting against the school choice. They want to leave these kids locked in those bad performing schools. They don't even want the teachers to have to take tests anymore. The Democrats, the NAACP, the Urban League, all those gatekeeping groups. Did you hear what, uh, with the issue about the casino in North Carolina, with uh, Kathy what she said? You had a no, black man that came it. on and said he wasn't supporting because it had a white Jew behind it. Oh, my. But Kathy Hughes immediately cut him off. Then she made the statement that these niggers, that's against this casino is nothing more than house and field Negroes. That's what they are. That's what she said. (sighs) And she's supposed, she's not black. She in between. You know, here's the thing. You had Creole people, the Creole. Creole can be as white as Lady Gaga. They can be as black as Wesley Snipes. And they can be in between. But guess what? They do not identify as being anything other than Creole. Mm-hmm. And they got a right to do that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know what she is. But that's what she said. She's been trying to get that casino. She's had Al Sharpton and other voices to come try to get blacks to support it. And they won't do it. This is the second time she's tried to get that casino passed. Wow. Yeah, that's a problem. So you got but all kinds of things going to say on. That? Yeah, why? Yeah, because she because she's she's black, she can get away with saying stuff like that. You know, she, she wasn't saying it in a friendly term like the kids call each other. She was saying it in a derogatory manner. Right, exactly. Kathy Hughes yeah, you know, and you hear these call kids calling at each other all day, but Kathy, that's just... Kathy Hughes is what they call a mulatto. They were yeah. big slaveholders in the South. They considered black, but they were big slaveholders in the South, especially Louisiana. Nobody talks about that. See, until you put all this stuff, all this laundry out on the line where people can take a look at it, it's always going to be the possibility for these little fires to spur up like we're witnessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But the main yeah, well, thing it's, 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 is control to put the cards on the table and just say, where are we going to go from here? We're going to continue to fight like this, or are we going to pull together as Americans and figure this out? Well, I mean, all this fighting with I, each other is not getting us anywhere. That's what I support. You guys know that I'm a strong supporter of this country, the history of this country, mm-hmm. and want it to be told, and I'm a very strong supporter of the United States Constitution. If we don't have that, then all bets are off. All bets are off. You can go out and kill somebody. What they're going to charge you with? There's no law. Constitution gone. Mhm. Right. Well, that's what we got to do. We got to pull ourselves together because, I mean, we got we all got our heads in the sand. Nobody's going anywhere. So how about we figure out what we're we're all going from here? You got smart black kids, and there's a lot of. Them. Mm-hmm. Because your major corporations snatched them up before they can step outside the door after graduation. Yeah. But if they go to work for the likes of a NASA, if they go to work, even FBI and CIA, Caterpillar, Boeing, Northwood Grumman, Lockheed Martin, you got groups out there that claim to these young people that you are working to further white supremacy. Don't go to work for them. Well, who the hell are they going to work for? You don't have anything for them to do. Right. They mean don't go to work for them. Those are high-paying jobs. You know? My grandson works And, yeah, you're probably going to make somebody rich, but you're also going to benefit from it, too, because you're going to be making decent money to do what you do. And in that respect, your family benefits, too. The more money you make, well, yeah. the more you can provide for your own family. So, you don't I don't have know. to depend on government. Right. So that's what goes on. You probably don't hear about it, but it goes on. And uh, it don't gotten worse. It has gotten worse. Look at the, the, the young kids, young people that uh, looted the Amazon truck. Oh, I saw that today. They're <laughs> not then? only looting the stores, but they're looting the Amazon truck someplace in Georgia. That's so sad. <laughs> And these kids are so so feral, you know, but you put them in a school and say boo to them, and they're all so sensitive. At night, they're all running the streets and stealing cars and burning down buildings and marching in the streets and creating havoc. But in the daytime, they need pacifiers and, you know, service pets and litter boxes. I don't know. Yeah. Juice boxes and, and time-out places, crayons. And you have to treat them like furbies and stuff. And see, here's another thing. What Donald Trump has experienced is pure, genuine racism. But people won't mm-hmm. call it what it is. That's because Donald Trump is not black. He's experiencing racism. Yeah. Going there with some shine oil and color his face, and everybody will call for what it is. It's racism that Donald Trump is experiencing. Yep. Just tell people he's a colored fella. Orange is a color. <laughs> he is getting persecuted, though. You know, he's I been, mean. He's had everything done to him except being nailed to the cross. I know. And they'd do that, too, if they thought they could get away with it. But all this stuff against him is falling apart. 
you know, that, that mean just their own behavior. He hasn't even put on his defense yet. But the prosecution's behavior in all of these cases has been nothing short of circus. They've exposed themselves as just clowns and made a mockery of our justice system of doing it. Who wants to go in front of these judges? Yeah, I mean, that's taking down our whole system. You know, the man of, of his celebrity and stature can be persecuted like this. What chance does you or us have? We can't fight that. We don't have a billion. We're not billionaires. And a case where there isn't even a victim? There's no victim in this New York case. No, and just my thought is that if the bank... Are they are they asking the bank to come in and, and be a defendant as well? Because no. if not, then that that's very one sided. Because if the bank said we would do business with them again and we're happy with the transaction, and the person that borrowed the money was happy with the transaction, then what does the state have to get involved for? Exactly. What business does the government have in the middle of a private contract? That wasn't a government contract. That was a private contract. The government has no business in that. There's no victim. Nobody brought charges against anyone else. No one accused anybody of anything else. The government just embedded themselves into a private contract where there was no victim. Everybody was satisfied on their end of the deal. It's not the government's business. Who the hell are these people to step into something like that? I mean, you should at least prove harm. There was no harm. And if he overvaluated his property, then he overpaid his taxes. So actually the government benefited from it. And then it comes to find out this chick is doing the same thing. She had a $50,000 house and claimed it was worth $450,000. And took out a mortgage against it. Obviously, the bank was satisfied with the assessment because they gave her the money. So it's not really the government's business. Yeah, but if Trump says says my property is worth X, it's the bank's job to make sure that that is worth X and not just taking his word for it. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're a collector of fine things. Marilyn Monroe's white dress is only worth what someone's willing to pay for it, right? But somebody was willing to pay huge bucks for it. So that was the value of it. It might have been a $12.99 dress made of cotton she bought at Woolworths. But because she was in it, increased the value. And because this is owned by a celebrity named Trump, just his name increases the value. His brand name increases the value. And, you know, Marilago is worth what someone would be willing to pay for it. Not what some judge assigned a price is. And who is he to assign a price? I'm sure if Trump put his property up for auction, 
uh, it would it would go somewhere between five and seven hundred million. Right. You know, so now they want to take his license to do business in New York away. Yeah. Who the hell are these people? And why do you need a license to do business? But if it's a mistrial, does that mean they're going to come back and try to find something else? Oh, they probably could pick up the case again. But at this point, I'm sure the mistrial would relieve all of them. You know, they had their five minutes of fame, and now they're just jerks. But could Letitia James find something brand new on this that that has passed the statute of limitations again? Yeah, that's another thing, too. It's passed the statutes of limitation. So now they have to make exceptions for one person. You know, what happened to one for all, all for one? You don't make laws against a specific person in this country. The laws mm -hmm. have to apply to everyone. So who the hell are these people? Where do they get this nerve? And they called it a novel case. So this is what you're going to do with taxpayer money. You're just going to throw the dice and see how this turns out just because you want to play lawfare games? Yeah. A very expensive game that you're charging the taxpayers for no victim. The bank's not a victim. The government's not a victim. Trump's not a victim. There's no victim. And the statutes well, Trump, of limitations have run out. Trump is a victim now, but he wasn't before. Now he's a victim, yes. You're right. And this is just, it's despicable what they're doing to him and anybody near him. Look at this guy, Blacks from Trump. She wants to revoke his, his bail. You know that's only to hurt Trump. But, but let me I know the Blacks though, for Trump are watching it, this. Let me ask you, Joanne, if, if this case goes south in New York, do the Democrats feel like uh, that, well, let's let this go because this will be a rally cry to say, see, he's white and he's rich, and that's why he gets away with stuff. So now we have to fight him harder. Oh, that's what they're going to do. You know they're going to twist it, and you know the media is going to help them. If Trump walks away from this unscathed, now, they're going to say, oh, yeah, white guy privilege. positive for Democrats, but you know they're going to try it because that's all they have. And if they put him in jail, that could spark more than just an uprising. You know, they're going to elect him from prison. Are you kidding me? That would be the best thing for Trump if they were to put him in jail. All the races would identify with that. Like, whoa. And there was no victim in this crime. And they put him in jail. I mean, how much more of a wake-up call can you have put him in solitary watching confinement this? Because he's a risk. Yeah, he's a risk. They tried to revoke, that, that, that Letitia James tried to revoke his passport, remember? Yes. Said he was a flight risk. He's not going anywhere. He, he owns a lot of property here in the United States. He's not going anywhere. Well, he has a plane. So does John Kerry. Well, John Gary's wife. Well, it's like this. 
if forever, if if by luck that we can that Obama can be accused and indicted on something, you got to treat him the same way, if not worse. Mm-hmm. Oh, this but is see, setting big precedent, Bianchi. Yes, you could go after Trump. Why couldn't you go after Obama or Biden? Yeah, you should go. They should go after Obama and everybody else. What about Michelle and the trips that she took? Should that not be an accounting of the money that she spent? Yeah, Where but the, the thing man is, for is that Michael Robinson Obama is a very nice lady, though. That's the difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well you know, I mean, these, do they just assume that Democrats are going to be in control yes. forever? Yeah, they, they only think of the here and now. They don't know how to plan ahead. Powers that be know how to plan ahead. They know how to plan decades ahead. But the average people, the average Democrats, they don't they don't know anything about strategy. And I shouldn't just say the Democrats either, because the Republicans don't know squat about strategy either. Or they'd be using it. They're just going along with whatever the Democrats say. It's a lot easier to complain about issues than it is to actually solve them. But solving problems isn't what they do anyhow. Why would they solve a problem they created? All these problems are created by the government, including all this tension between Americans and the world. Look at they're trying to get us into World War Three. We're already in it. We're taking enemy fire in Iraq. We're taking enemy enemy fire in Yemen. We're taking fire and laying laying down fire in Syria. You know, the Hezbollah is shooting at us. Lebanon's got something going on over there. they got the two different factions. They have the Hezbollah, and then they have the Lebanese government. And they try to appear to be independent of each other. Mm-hmm. But it seems to me Hezbollah's winning in that tug-of-war. You know, they overthrew the Christian government there a long time ago. But now it's getting more radical. I don't know, man. It's what a mess. And and this is all because they don't want the Arabs and the Israelis to be friends either. So that's why Iran is acting up and getting all these people all lit up. And no one cares about the Palestinians in their own government. The heads of the Palestinian government and the heads of Hamas are all in Qatar. You know, so while they're sipping champagne, eating caviar, and hanging out in the hot tub, all this is going on in their in their jurisdiction. And they're just living it up in the high life in Qatar. And Qatar's supposed to be these great negotiators. And they're all laughing at us. You know, the stupid Americans, they're really gullible. We're giving money to Hamas. We're giving money to Hezbollah. We're giving money to Iran. Giving money to Israel. We're giving money to Russia. And we're giving money to Ukraine. And all the other countries, too. Yeah, we got veterans sleeping on the damn streets. We shouldn't be giving a dime to nobody. Nobody. 
Bianchi, we're supporting people in Venezuela who aren't even in Venezuela. They're here. So we're supporting them here, too. We send them all this foreign aid. And Venezuela's doing great now. They're advertising on tourist, as a tourist destination. They're doing all well, right yeah, now. They got rid go of all their riffraff. You can go on YouTube and type in any Venezuela festival, Christmas time, where, and the people are sitting out on the sidewalks, cafe, enjoying themselves. And the, the malls all decorated nice with Christmas displays, Santa Claus kids sitting on their lap. They don't seem like they're suffering that much to me. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah but these people are fleeing that country. But no, they're not. They get thrown out. They're riffraff. They were inmates and um, people who lived in insane asylums and the youth offenders. They just put them all buses and say, hey, go to America. Stay in jail. Pick one. Hmm. And they got rid of them all. But did you they see, John, that, that some, some illegals from Venezuela that were in Chicago, they said it's much safer in Venezuela, so they left the, the airport at O'Hare and, and went back to Venezuela. Yeah. Yeah, they were safer and they weren't freezing. Yeah. You know, they came here to chase the American dream. They were offered jobs and money and, you know, houses and all of that. And, yeah, they had that for a little while, but the six months is up, so now everybody got booted out in the street and they're not happy. The same with New York. You know, they're clearing out that Roosevelt Hotel. Been there six months. See you later. So now they want to put them in tents. And those people are uprising, too. I'm telling you, that's Obama's army. And we're paying them to be here. He said he wanted a civilian army Mm -hmm. equally funded and equally trained as the, the national army. And he's got it. You know, he's got a whole U.N. army over here. Ten million people from all over the world. That's a pretty big army. They didn't need any guns. They give them to them when they get here. Right. They didn't have to shoot their way in. They opened the door for them. Invited them in. And they took all those little children. Those children have disappeared. You know, Maria Bacharamo, on Sunday, I was watching her show. And she was talking about the border and how many times she'd been there. And she told this story that she had never told before. She said these two little girls, about 11 years old, came over. And when they come out of the water in the Rio Grande, the soldiers were trying to help them up. And one of the little girls lifted her shirt. So she said it bothered her. So she asked the Border Patrol guy what that was all about. And he said, well, that's the only currency they had. These children have been raped. You know, they figure that's what they got to do. And she was sickened by it. She said she never told that story before. But imagine this poor little girl, what she thinks she has to do. 11 years old. And we're allowing that. We opened the door for that. You know, they were screaming about Trump separating families at the border. Comes to find out most of those families weren't families at all. Those children were not DNA related to the adults that brought them here. So he ended up rescuing those kids. Now they're not being rescued. They're not being checked. Whoever brought them here, that's who they stay with. They just cut them loose. 
So you can come waltzing in here with five, six kids. Sell them out in the street when you get here. No one cares. We're missing 35,000 kids. No one knows where they are. Where are these children? And we we don't even know if it's 35,000. It could be 60,000. How do we even know who they are, where they are? No one's looking for them. We don't even know they exist. You know, so once in a while... It's a small town there next to Ferguson in the St. Louis area, Berkeley, is missing about 38 kids. I mean, a small mm-hmm. town. You you could you could clear your throat and drive through it. They're missing 30-some-odd children. How in the heck is that? Yeah, who's taking those kids? How did they go missing? What are the circumstances? Are they just disappearing? And then did you see those that couple that stayed in a suite in a fancy Hyatt Regency hotel? And the lady dropped, the girl dropped something, and the boyfriend went to pick it up. And he saw a, something funny about the floor. So he looked around, and there was a hatch. So he pulled it open, and it led to a stairway. And the backs of all the rooms, there was like catwalks and stairways and stuff. And there was toys in there. And evidence of children being in there. And that was at a Hyatt Regency. That's a high-end hotel, especially the suite. So what are they using that trap door for? What are they sneaking in out of those rooms? Are they stealing kids right out of people's hotel rooms? Are they providing children to guests? Why is there evidence of children behind the walls? And nobody's going to investigate that, of course. At a Hyatt. Right. Yeah, it's being investigated. I guess the cops are swarming all over it. But if it's in one, it's in the rest of them, too. But that's some, you know, that's some sick stuff, too. You can't even let your children go out and play. You can't even bring them to Disney. A lot of kids go missing at Disney. They keep it quiet. But Orlando is one of the biggest areas for child trafficking in the world. You know, you'd think that it would be someplace in like Bangkok, Thailand or something. No, it's right here in America. Yeah, Phoenix was pretty big too for a while. I don't know if it still is. Yeah, I'd heard about that. Because they could just bring the kids right down to Mexico. And the, the, these sick people that have that adrenochrome stuff, they love those Haitian children. They said that their blood is the sweetest. Oh, wow. How many kids did they take from Haiti? And That's that lady Silsby that was working for the Clinton Foundation, she's now working for Health and Human Services and Adoption. And all this stuff is all public knowledge. But again, who's going to stop it? We don't know how to organize. We don't know how to stick together. And when we do, they try to bust up a movement, like the America First movement. 
the radicals in charge would do anything to eliminate that movement. It's their own movement they got to worry about. Because that Frankenstein they created can turn on them. It's already. It might be short-lived, though, because the Democrats are funding it. So when the money runs out, so does the love. But now you've trained these kids. So even if you're not paying them, they still have the training. And the organizing skills. They know how to flash mob. That's the stuff regular Americans should be learning. You know, how to send out an all call and everybody be ready to get up and go out there and march. Well, we don't have George Soros funding, so we can't put out 500,000 T-shirts in eight hours. Yeah, can't even make the bus drivers show up for the rally. Right. You know, so we'd have to provide those things on our own. Everything would have to be crowdfunded. But, you know, with the crowdsourcing, we could support ourselves and maybe, you know, chip in to support others. You know, on January 6th, my daughter and I were going to D.C. My car was packed. I had Mm -hmm. food, shelter, water, and the ability to make fire. And I made sure I had all those things because I wasn't going to go all the way into the city to stay. I was going to stay a little on the outskirts. But I had it all planned. I was going to go. I was going to go to the rally. We were going to be part of history. And then something came up, and we were not able to go. And I'm so glad we didn't. Because you know I'd be sitting in a gulag somewhere. You know, nobody told those people that... They weren't supposed to be there. They had a permit for that rally. And they didn't do, they didn't do what, just recently, they had people inside the chambers yelling and screaming. As far as I could see, the only ones acting up were the feds. That's true. The rest of the people were wandering around like tourists. They were staying in. That's what struck me most, was that then when they were walking around, they stayed inside the velvet ropes that were there. Right, and they were taking pictures. They didn't go wandering around and... touching things and touching you know, statues. and They didn't throw yeah. white paint or red paint or anything all over the place like they were doing in front of the White House the other night. They didn't do any of that stuff. And those people don't get in trouble for that. Yeah, no, they're not in trouble at all. Because that's loving and liberal. Loving and liberal, yeah. Trying to scale the fence, they got they put red paint all over the white concrete blocks, you know, in between the, the wrought iron fences, the footings. Yeah. So, you know, they've torn down statues, they've defaced property, they've committed murders and assaults and everything else. Look at that rally yesterday. 300,000 people, and there was no violence. There was no mess. There was no tipping over statues or anything. Mm-hmm. They went to have their voices heard together. They were peaceful. And then they left. And they didn't even leave a mess. Those were civilized Americans. They were protesting. They were 
marching. They were having their voices heard. They were redressing grievances. I'm surprised the and Fed didn't infiltrate that, though. I thought the Fed yeah, would infiltrate, to be honest with you. Well, they wouldn't have been able to infiltrate that because they would have been pulled out of that crowd immediately. They would have been spotted way easier. You know, in that type of a rally, you got somebody going through the crowd trying to, you know, incite violence. They're just going to get laughed at. Mm-hmm. They're going to tell them, get out of here. You know, but the feds, they were breaking things. They were dressed up like Trump supporters because Trump supporters wear the hats and stuff. It makes us easier right. copy. Just, you know, not everybody in a red hat is a Trump supporter, obviously. You know, they bust in people. They had people embedded. Even in the Proud Boys, they had people embedded. In Oath Keepers, people were embedded. You know, you, you got people in jail that are uh, long-time veterans. You know, a couple of active duty people went over there to see what was going on, and they got pulled into it. And then, I mean, it's it's obvious that it was a setup because they turned down the offer of National Guard. And they toned down even the Capitol Police. Because the place was crawling with feds. They didn't need the Capitol Police. So let me they ask you, though, if somebody, if somebody that got arrested was, uh, was uh, an actual current military member, couldn't they say, hey, I was working with the feds? Well, what would, uh, they wouldn't be able to prove anything, or maybe they could. But yeah. if, you, if, if you say, hey, I'm a government employee, I was working with the feds, well, what, what's, what are they going to say? Well, we the didn't have anybody he there. No, and they, they, he wasn't with us. Well, they're, they're Christopher Ray was squirming in his seat when he was asking how many feds were there. Right. And who are these people in the ghost buses? And who is this guy? And who's this guy? And we have more footage, and we know who it is already. So he was just... But you could see that Christopher Ray was shocked at how much information that guy already had. But he still wasn't he knew he was giving any information. Yeah, he didn't give any at all. But... That didn't stop that congressman from giving him the information. Well, Mm -hmm. I know about this, and I know about that. And I have the footage about this. And I have the evidence on that. So you're not going to tell me, right? Nope. Well, that's all right. You don't have to. I got it. And he said, your time will come. I saw that. All all you would have to do is... uh is say, hey, if you disagree, say something. Otherwise, we know your answer. And if he says, right. I'm not going to say anything, well, then we know your answer. Exactly. Because it's easy. Yeah, but this is supposedly the Oversight Committee. It's a congressional mm-hmm. committee. It's a constitutional committee. And, and, he, and he feels like he's above all that. Yeah, and he didn't have, he doesn't feel like he has to answer to them. He works for a different branch. Hmm. And I suppose that other branch is not asking him these questions, just like Mayorkas. Right. The border is secure. 
Yeah, but when they no, vote it's... to impeach him, that everybody, uh, all the rhinos say, no, we like what's going on. Yeah. I'll give the new speaker a chance to get acclimated. So we're just going to do a, a short-term funding bill, and then we'll, then we'll get to a funding bill. They haven't passed a budget in a long time. We've been operating off of continuing resolutions forever. And yeah. then they get these omnibus bills, but those aren't budgets. Those are just more spending bills. And Ukraine is not winning the war. Oh, no. They're, they they money, would be done if it wasn't for us. Yeah. They don't want that to end. Trump says when he comes back in, in 24 hours he'll have that ended. And he's going to prevent World War Three. <laughs> Did you hear Vivek Ramaswamy said on day one that if he were to be elected, that he was going to fire fifty percent of the federal of the federal administrators? I think he said. I got it. Heard him talk about that. Yes. Yeah. How's he going to do that? I don't know if he can do that. They I have like the idea, though. I'm not going to lie. I like the idea. I just don't know how possible it is. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't he, know the, if the he, uh, feasibility if of he that has at Elon all. Elon Musk guiding him, maybe. Then Elon Musk can show him how to fire all those people. Yeah, but you got to deal with the laws. You got to deal with the unions. You got to deal with the civil service rules and all of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That is going to take a while. You ain't firing them on day one. But it is a nice goal. And Congress would have to get involved. And I don't know why they they even have unions, because was our government oppressive to them? Did we, like, enslave them or something? Why do they need the, the lawyer? Why do they, why do federal employees have a, a lawyer? Just like, why do we even have non-essential federal employees? Right. Hey, did you hear about the Institute for Justice filing a lawsuit against the state of New Jersey saying that a secret government program is allowing for the harvesting and saving of newborn blood without the knowledge or consent of the baby's parents? I guess they've been doing it for a while. Now, I know people that have stored blood from the umbilical cord, but that was with consent of the parents. but Institute for Justice has filed that lawsuit against New Jersey. So New Jersey is actually doing it as a as a state-run program, a government-run program. Hmm. And a couple of things, we were speaking about Trump, a couple of things helped Trump today. The Northern Georgia District Judge, he ruled that there is sufficient reason to believe that the electronic voting machines used in 2020 by the state of Georgia have substantial flaws. So they got another one, a lawsuit dating back to 2017 in Georgia. Remember, that's one of the ones that um, Stacey Abrams was involved in. And it says they were regarding alleged vulnerabilities in Dominion voting systems machines 
and that's still ongoing. It's set for trial in January. So the the plaintiffs that was they were part of her campaign. They said that they're going to seek to switch from electronic voting machines back to paper ballots. So those are actually wins that can help Trump. You know, they're saying there was no voter fraud, and here's this judge saying yes, there was. And then they got another lawsuit being heard in January. But the, the Georgia case is falling apart anyhow because they said now it's going to take longer and it's probably going to take till after the election to sort that all out. So they're not getting anywhere with that. And back to Mayorkas. I, I skipped around until I found this. Um, Representative Darrell Issa, he's from California, he posted earlier on Twitter, he said, we didn't kill the Mayorkas impeachment. We voted to launch hearings and make our case to the entire nation. If we impeached Mayorkas today, the Senate would have rejected it today. So House Democrats will now have to defend Biden or admit his border disaster. So Daryl Issa thinks they can win this. So a friend of mine, Jerry Ritchie, wrote back to him and said, come on, hearings for what? 8 U.S.C. Section 1324-2526-RES-IPSA-LOCADA. So that's aiding and abetting, harboring, hiring, transporting aliens. is punishable by jail time. He's abrogated all three, so stop with the hearing BS. We're not stupid. So, yeah, she's, Jerry Ritchie, she's out there. She answers all those people and sends them comments. She's good. I think I think that we're seeing some things happen in the background, but certainly not enough. Now the Democrats are suing each other up in Massachusetts too over ballot fraud. You know, it has nothing to do with Republicans. Like I said, there's barely any Republicans up there at all. But Charlie Kirk posted something about that, too. He said a man told NBC Boston that he went to vote in person at his local polling site in Lawrence, Massachusetts, and he was told that he had already voted. So then he went and he checked his ring camera footage where he saw a woman appear to lift his ballot from his mailbox and walk away. Mm -hmm. So he did contact the police. Anyhow, mail-in ballots are a fraud anyhow, and we know that. But, um... This is a Democrat cheating another Democrat. So maybe that'll get a little traction. If it was a Democrat cheating a Republican, it never... It always seems to go in favor of the Democrats anyhow. Oh, of course. You know, whatever cheating occurs, it's to benefit Democrats. And the Republicans, they just, oh, okay. Yeah, we'll fix it next time. There isn't going to be a next time. I'm not even sure there's going to be a this time. I mean, look at what they've all gotten away with. But that ruling in Georgia, you know, and and then that ruling, it should be reason for people like Sidney Powell to appeal that deal they took because they were being charged with you know, saying there was voter fraud. And they weren't allowed to present their evidence. Well, that judge's ruling is evidence. It's also precedent. So 
I wonder if they can go back and revisit those deals in light of new evidence. But she didn't take a deal on the RICO case. She took a deal on interfering with an election. She made too much noise in the courts trying to sue Dominion, and Dominion sued her. She hasn't paid it yet. I think she owes them like $6 million in the suit. So she should be appealing that, especially in light of this ruling from the judge, because he specifically named Dominion. And it was Fulton County that brought the charges against her. So I think that ruling should help her. And the other well, didn't, they find, that, didn't they find 150,000 ballots in Fulton County? Yeah. Yeah, and then they just found 35,000 more duplicates. So there was mad cheating going on in Fulton County. Really bad. And now it's all coming well, out. Well, you know, Fulton County is majority black. And I think I checked the election commissioner who they were. You got a male who's the commissioner. He's black. And you got mm-hmm. four members of the election commission, uh, two on either side, two black and two white. Mm-hmm. But uh, if there are some irregularities going on, for instance, if you don't have enough ballot machines and Access and right. so that should be charged off to those commissioners. Oh yeah, they the absolutely. It's, it's their county that they're in charge of. Yeah, but no, there is no responsibility anymore. No one has accountability. They just pass it off to the person around them, or near them, or above them, or below them. You know, it wasn't my just fault. Like it was a clerical act. Yeah, it's never their fault. Yep. Just like the claims they was making during when the state legislature was revamping the voters' laws, saying that blacks wasn't allowed to have water that was standing in line to get into the polling place. Well, that's not true. Uh What they was preventing was candidates passing out bottles of water with their campaign advertisement on it, within right. the illegal limits distance of the polling place. Yeah, you got to be a hundred feet from the polling place. Yes, and then you had some people were showing up at the wrong damn polling place and complaining and charging discrimination because they weren't allowed to vote. Why weren't they allowed to vote? They were at the wrong location. Oh. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's simple. That, see, you got three or four people that's friends. They say, well, let's go over here and vote. Well, they may not mm-hmm. live in the district that that polling place applies to. But they want right. to vote because they're having a good time with each other. Right. Yeah, we should go back to the old way. You know, you vote in your precinct. You use paper ballots. You vote on voting day. 
and the ballots are counted in the precinct on camera. The ballots are counted in precinct on camera, and the tally is done the night of the election, not two or three days afterwards. Yeah, if your precinct is only so big, you can count that many votes. You don't have to worry about what the rest of the state has. You count your precinct, and then you add them to the tally for the state. You're just only responsible for your precinct, and that makes it so much easier. And then after it's tallied, the tally and the ballots go to the state capitol where they're counted again and make sure you got a ballot for every vote you claimed. In every year, the, the roll should be purged. Re-register every year like you do your car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know about every year, but, the, you know, like every few years you should. You know, just update it. You know, are you still alive? Yeah. <laughs> still live here? Yeah. Yeah, because people that move out and stuff, they, they, they don't usually check with the Elections Commission to tell people they're moving. You know, they just move. So if you have an inactive voter for three years, you, you contact them and you say, hey, still interested in voting? You want to update your information? Uh, we noticed you haven't been around, so just want to know if you're okay. And if you're not okay, they take you off the rolls. But they should go through, you know, the county records and who died this year and take them off the rolls. They really should be assigned to have people keep up with that. We're so messed up. We're so, we're close, but we're so far apart, you know. And we just don't, we don't know how to organize. And you're right, we don't have the money. We don't have a sugar daddy. Well, Joanne, we lose because uh, a, a lot of people on our side are too busy nitpicking about who the perfect person is. Like, there, there's people complaining that Alex Jones is part of Mossad or something. Meanwhile, they're not looking to go after Bill Gates or Klaus Schwab or anything. They, they just go after right. the, the people. Like, I've been told I'm part of Mossad, and I make $60,000 a month by doing Freedomizer. If I did, I'd like to know about it, because I have a day job where I barely make 50000 a year, and I sure wouldn't be there if I was making sixty k a a month. Yeah, shouldn't the Mossad pay you too? You know, they don't, the people thought. that work for Mossad, they don't do that for free either. <laughs> no, you're not Mossad. You don't make $60,000 a month. Yeah, if I did, you'd hear commercials on here. Right. Look, you make, if you, it costs you more than that. Uh, well, I, I, we break even at Freedomizer, or maybe a very slight profit, uh, somewhere between minus or, or ahead 10% every month uh, of my bills, and that's it. I, I don't, I, it's not 
uh, a bad month won't break me, and a good month isn't going to save me. It's about right. the same. Yeah, so this is, you know, you might as well just chalk this up as like hobby because you're not, you're, it's, it's not an exactly. industry you're making money yet. Yes, and after being on air 15 years, I know I know where I'm at at this point. I I don't have any delusions of grandeur that I'm going to be the next Alex Jones. I I've kind of accepted my role in the world. Yeah, but you're still getting the information out, and that's the important thing. Is if people are listening, you know, they might take away some of it, they might take away none of it, or they might take away all of it, but. At least you put it out there. You care enough to try to tell people what you see is going on. That's what I'm here for is because, you know, I see things going on, and I want to share that with other people, and I want them to share what they see with me. And that's, and that's, that's what our favorite way green dude does also, survive. Joanne. Our favorite green dude does again. the same thing. But that's it. we gotta we got to communicate with each other. We have to discuss all the important topics we have to see it from everybody's perspective because eventually we're all going to have to get together and decide how we're going to handle this or we're all going to we're not you know it's not like the the left or the right is going to fail if we fail we fail together all of us yeah all of us are going to eat the bugs right yeah they're not going to say okay well you're pro-Palestinian and and you're going to eat steak and you're, okay, you're white, you're going to eat bugs. No, that's not how it's going to work. We're all going to eat bugs. No one's getting a steak. You know, when they're talking about climate change or they're talking about taking over aspects of the internet like Nikki Haley wants to do or things like that, that's not just for half the country, or a quarter of the country. That's for everybody. So, uh, Joanne, so I, I don't see where they don't really like. think that's a plus. Do people honestly want their Internet rights being taken away? Well, not only that, not everybody wants their actual name to be used. You know, there's some people out there. Um, I know one girl who does not use her real name. She had a very abusive ex-husband, a stalker, and everywhere she's moved, he's found her. And then he recently got out of jail. She's not using her real name on anything. You know, why does Nikki Haley feel it's so important that she has to, you know, that the she pays her bills and any things that she has. They know who she is, but she doesn't use her oh, real name. I, I look at it like in the 80s, Joanne, there was a a comic called The Unknown Comic. And he was popular because he was The Unknown Comic. If he went out there as Murray Langdon, it wouldn't be the same. Mm-hmm. I remember him. He had a bag on his head. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, some people have to remain anonymous, but still want to participate. People so does that, that know mean them know that, that, uh, that Elton John is now going to be Reginald Dwight? I know. Are we going to have yeah, uh, 50 Cent share his real name? No. Or Snoop? <laughs> I 
you know, it, it, it's it's nice to know real names. I use my real name online. But there's uh, some reasons people shouldn't. You know, you don't well, want children out there using their real name. Everybody knows my real name is name, Bruce, but you could, if you stuff. try hard enough, you could find me. Yeah, but I don't suggest that the kids use their real name either. I don't want my, my grandchildren using their real names online. Not only could they be doxxed, but they're children, and children do stupid stuff sometimes. So to avoid any kind of a mishap like that, don't use your real name online. You know, they're talking about, okay, find out who those kids are, and we're not going to hire them and, and things like that. Remember a couple of weeks ago? All the big law firms were saying we're not going to hire these kids because of whatever it was they were doing. Uh, they they weren't going to the hire them because they were the, just like the colleges. They they they're removing all their grants because of that. Uh, the the kids are supporting Palestine. You you can't right. ask Jews to donate millions of dollars to fight Jews. That that that's not going right. to work. I know that's. I see these big, big, huge donations and endowments are shrinking away rapidly. And, and the college uh, is Bianchi, paying attention to Thank you for to calling that. today. Bianchi dropped, just so you know. Bianchi, thank you for calling, friend. Um, so we haven't done Mr. Broccoli yet, so it's about to be hour number right, three. Let's do that. You know, I get antsy when it hits the third hour, and we haven't done Mr. Broccoli. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, I'm, I got it pulled up. I canceled the ad. Okay. All right, so you're ready then. Yes. All right. So this one is digital currency compliance. So this one has, uh, of course, the wiretap and our favorite green dude. Okay. So I'll count down. Three, two, one, action. It has been a long week. I can't wait to go home and get in my jacuzzi. Hold it right there, green dude. I heard you have refused to trade your Federal Reserve notes for cashless digital currency, sir. We need you to get behind this central bank digital currency right away, green dude. That's gonna be a no for me, dog. That's finna be is a yes for me, dog. We needs to monitor and report every single thing you does with your money, sir. For all we know you could be buying things we do not authorize. Like ammunition, gas stoves, or making donations to the Donald Trump campaign, sir. We absolutely cannot have you out here on these mean streets purchasing anything you want or willingly, sir. Of course I can. It is my money. I decide what I purchase with my own cash money. We are putting a stop to that green dude. At any moment we will be announcing the end of the US dollar. You will be told to transfer your Federal Reserve notes for our digital currency. We will be using the same currency for every single nation on planet Earth. This way we can all trade using the same monies. 
And also we can use the same computer system to monitor every on in the world's purchases. This way Green Dude if you are wanting to send donations to the poor war torn area of the Gaza Strip, we can decline that post haste as you will only be able to donate directly to Hamas or Hezbollah. If you are caught supporting Israel we will bring you to that FEMA camp. That does not exist. That just sounds like an excuse to take over the world's currency. Ain't it funky brother? I have 0% interest in trading out my cash for a worldwide digital currency. I almost forgot sir. In order to obtain the digital identifier client in your digital currency, you will need a freedom microchip. We need to insert it right into your wrist. It is smaller than a grain of rice. You will need to scan your wrist every single time you want to make a transaction, sir. And if you are caught doing anything illegal like voting for Donald Trump in an election we can turn off your microchip. If you are a Republican terrorist threat, we can detonate your microchip and remove your existence from living. Which is exactly why I am not getting a microchip. Which is exactly why you will be getting a microchip. We busies finally finna diddly ding dong down got that kadunka dunk now green dude. You is really going to fall for my riz. It's getting late. Anyway, see you later wiretap. Is you stupid or so meeting green dude? I have not released you from my custody yet. You are coming with me to go CG. Globalist and let him tell you that you are required to get said microchip. You just need to say heavy heavy insert my chippy. Don't worry that will never happen. Don't worry that will happen. Now you will need to set up your digital wallet and a digital bank account. We like this a lot because a banking system is controlled by us. You will be required to have a digital ID and have a scan of you kumquats and ice cream cone. If you do this right now, there will not be a charge. When this is implemented, there will be a monthly fee to collect said photographs of your junk. Every three months we shall need an updated photograph of your junk. I will not comply. I even support I do not comply.org. Ha ha green dude. That was almost funny sir. Complying is not so meeting you can say no to sir. If you do not adhere to our central bank digital currency guidelines, we will take you to that FEMA camp sir. Even though we already established there are no such things as FEMA camps. From there you will be getting a Lysnica Freedom Microchip. Try me and we will see what happens. Just for that unnecessary outburst you will have me run my hands through your long flowing mane. I need to verify you are not hiding any Federal Reserve notes inside your follicles sir. Now if you can remove your blouse, your bra, your dungarees, and your underoos, and you can place said garments right next to my person. Never. Now sir, you are hereby going to sing with me that hit song from yesteryear sir. There was a group called Sixpence None the Richer. They had a very big hit song called Chip Me. You mean kiss me? Why I would love to do that sir. But first, we need to sing this song first. Chip me. Beneath the milky twilight. Lead me out on the moonlit floor.
Lift your open hand, strike up the chip, and make the fireflies dance, silver moon sparkling, so chip me. I need to get in my car and drive off from this. Hey green dude, I have great news. All vehicles made in 2026 and thereafter will have what is called a kill switch. Anytime that you say so missing on social media or if you are caught acting like a Republican. Or even if we catch you listening to Proof Negative or Tucker Carlson. We can shut your car off wherever you be it is and there is nothing you can do about that sir. We will be at it in our lair watching our computer screens as we shut down a new booker with someone in it who was caught using a bitcoin sir. Right after them crosses the Rosanna Bridge, we can shut the Uber off and leave you and the Uber driver stranded there. We will only turn on the Uber driver's car if him successfully tosses you out in the cold. Don't worry I will not buy any new cars until the tyranny is over. Don't you worry sir. We will retrofit every single car and make it costs more for you to put this cool switch on your car than if you bought a new car sir. And if you do not want a car, every single bus, train, subway, airplane, helicopter, motorcycle, moped, and bicycle will all have this technology. If you are caught not having a current freedom microchip with a good standing credit score, said transportation device will not activate. That plane could be grounded and every single persons on that transport will be notified thems will only be able to travel again when said malcontent is removed from said transport. We e coming for all you buyers niches and something that cares right now sir. We are finna turn that mother out green dude. Hey everyone. All this is going to happen unless we as humans say no. Please educate yourself. Check out the Proof Negative radio show. He is on weeknights 9pm to midnight eastern time. That is 6 to 9pm pacific time. Proof has on great guests, excellent co-host, and all the news you need to know about. Do not get stuck in line waiting to eat ZE bugs and scan your microchip. Go to freedomizerradio.com and check out the Proof Negative radio show. Also go to the schedule and check out all the other shows on freedomizerradio.com. Real one of you best be doing that. You dolts and fuss budget needs to support the Democrat party and get your Lysnaker freedom microchips. Do it right away so we can sort out who is with us and who needs to go to those FEMA camps. That we have told all the fake news is it does not exist and them will never exist. By the way, please do send your donation monies to support Michael Robinson Obama. Michael Robinson Obama is a very nice lady. Now, get out there and send me a photograph of all your ice cream cones and kumquats so you can be compliant with our crime syndicate. If you do not own kumquats on your person, we will need a close-up of whatever body part you have in that place. Remember we will need it to keep you safe from Republicans. Wow, Proof. That, I think that one scared me the most. I, this is, really? you know, it's almost prophetic of what they're going to do with these chips and the kill switch on the car. Yeah, don't buy a new car. That explains cash for clunkers, huh? They want to get rid of all yeah. the old cars. 
because, you know, yeah. like the Cubans, you can fix them up. They're still riding around in 1956 Dodges. I'm surprised that they haven't uh, allowed China to start selling their cars there. Mm. Yeah, maybe. But this, this digital stuff you write about, even the transportation, they want to put the kill switch in the cars, but... If you're in New York and you go to get on the train and, you know, like they do with the toll jumpers, if yeah. you don't scan your chip, they're going to hold up the train until everybody throws you off. So that will cause my mob violence, too. These people just want to get to work. And you're not going to be able to buy or sell anything if they cancel your chip. And who knows? It could explode in your wrist and cause you to bleed out. Well, that's well. You know, it's Saudi Arabia. Uh, they invented that a while back. Mm-hmm. That's that's a thing. Yeah. Well, you know, they might just expire you wholly. You know, and you won't be spending on things that is not approved, and you will be buying things that are approved. Right. And if you don't comply, you'll be canceled. No, we don't need these. This is that's way too much control. They want to control the cars. They want to control the cities. They want to control the people. They want to control the food supply. Who on earth are these people? Who do they think they are? Where do they get the authority to think that they can rule over every person in the world? Why do we give them this power? There's way more of us than there are of them. Why do we listen to them? You know, they've nationalized our food industry, nationalized our medical industry, nationalized our energy industry. I mean, you pay taxes on property that you own. And then they tell you what you can and cannot do on that property. Hey, so do you Joanne, really own it? Hey, Joanne, I think... I sent you a thing on the FCC about regulating the Internet. That's next. Yeah, and that's next week. They're, they're controlling everything. Mm-hmm. They sure are. Biden's woke takeover of the Internet. Right, this says, in November 2021, the bipartisan infrastructure law was signed into law, including the first broadband access anti-discrimination provisions. That's how they always get in with this anti-discrimination stuff. And the FCC is adopting rules by November 15, 2023, to prevent and identify necessary steps to eliminate digital discrimination. Who gets to decide what is and isn't discrimination and who can be discriminated against and who can't? They got a whole task force and they hosted numerous listening sessions and other outreach efforts into impacted communities. Who's being discriminated against? Just people who don't walk in lockstep with Zuckerberg or who, uh, who used to run Twitter? That's not, this is not good. Yeah. Proposed rulemaking. They just assigned themselves authority to make rules on this. 
where they didn't have any bipartisan infrastructure law was signed into law. So that was the Uniparty voted for this. It's going into effect 60 days after publication in the Federal Register. Wow. They haven't even got the rules made up. They're making them rules up as we go along. So how do you sign a law that's open-ended that you can make up as you go along? What kind of law is that? Shouldn't laws be specific wording for a specific item and all the details involved? What is this? You can They just took over the Internet, and they're going to make the rules up as they go along. It says here, action by the commission, November 15th. By report and order and further notice of proposed rulemaking, Chairwoman Rosenwood, Commissioner Stark, and Gomez approving. Commissioners Carr and Symington dissenting. Chairwoman Rosenworcel, Commissioner Carr, Stark, and Symington, and Gomez issued separate statements. So it says here that they're making the rules as they go along. They're going to let us know what these rules are. That's insane. You know, the Internet, they they think it's the wild, wild west, so they got to control it. Nikki Haley's on board with this. She about said so. Oh, she thinks she, thinks she got this in the bag, believe it or not. That, that, huh. that is some, someone that really thinks they're special right now. She really does believe she's going to be the nominee. And all the people, you know, the donors that were supporting Tim Scott, they all jumped over to her. Want more and more control, and they're not afraid to come out and tell us. But this, that's a bad thing. You know, this is why they were doing all that hate speech stuff, and they were having all those meetings with... Zuckerberg and Dorsey and other people that ran internet sites. And Dorsey and Zuckerberg were practically begging the FCC to regulate them because that actually gave them more control and cut down on competition because with all the regulations, it's going to be hard to do a startup company. So these existing companies... You know, they're already in. So that's just cutting down on competition. So they're only going to have people like Mark Zuckerberg in charge of the Internet. They don't like Elon Musk because he's got his own Internet service and provisions and rockets and everything else. They can't control him because he's got Starlink. He can go around them. People like Zuckerberg, they only have just the the service that they're using now. Right. He doesn't have satellites. Elon Musk does. So that's interesting. This is not good. I don't know if this can be contested. 
Where do they get off making these laws? We've got enough laws. We've got a law for everything. You can't go to the mailbox without breaking three laws. They're over-criminalizing and over-controlling and regulating things. It's way too much authority. Right, let me ask you this, though, Joanne. This this won't last forever. So once once we get done with tyranny, there's going to be a 1776 all over again. But right now, the youth is loving this tyranny because they don't know what it is. Yeah, they don't they don't understand what's going on. They don't know any better. They think they're part of something big. They're being told that they're in a revolution, and they really are. And don't listen to your parents and. You know, we know better, and, and you're important, and you're a part of this, and, you know, they really know how to organize. They've been yeah, doing it for going, a long they're time. They're going for the whole don't trust anybody over 30 again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Even though these professors are old and decrepit, formal weather underground, and, you know, you, got, you do have some young professors, but it's mostly the old commies that are really stretching it and then you got these young kids and they do think that they're part of something big you know when they're marching in the streets with the BLM and they're so empathetic and you know they're worried about all the hate crime and stuff that's in the discrimination and, and they're the ones that are discriminating they don't understand that they, no, have they the just ones think they're loving and liberal yeah, but they don't they don't know that they're being fascist. They don't know the real meaning of the word. And they're not gonna know it until it hits them in the face. Until it stings them. You know, right now they're turning against the DNC. The DNC's not gonna put up with that. There's gonna be hell to pay over this. So I guess they, you know, they, they think that uh, they think they could bust in enough illegals to to thwart off the Democrats that are upset over this. Yeah, well, do these illegals know that they're going to be used too? Well, no. they, they better find a way to keep those illegals here because they're they're going back to Venezuela for safety. I know. Yeah, the, you know, they told them the streets were paved with gold here. And we're all loving and liberal and we're all going to just float their votes until they're on their feet. And then they get here, and it's not all that they were promised. And you know they had recruiters, and they had people hustling them the whole way. These people didn't just pack up their stuff and start walking to America with half the other people in their country. No, that was recruited, and that was organized, and that was set up, and whole governments were involved. And it was a mass migration of people that was done intentionally by globalists and people who want to harm this country. Because coming from Venezuela, you've got to walk through four countries, five countries, before you even get to America. And none of them were safe. Of course they were. The first country you got to, you should have applied for asylum. And economic reasons is not a viable reason for asylum. 
you know, because you want a better job. You're just going to break into America and get a job there. That's not a reason for asylum. You have to be oppressed and persecuted, you know, whether it's religious or, you know, some sort of discrimination. But if you're not being persecuted and you're just like everybody else in your country, you don't qualify for asylum here. Because those rules, everybody in the country, except for the uber-rich, would qualify for asylum. That We're not going to do that. And we do have immigration laws. They're just not being upheld, which is the oath, actually, that these people took to the Constitution to faithfully execute the laws of this country. And they're just ignoring the laws in this country. So they're not faithfully executing anything. All New Yorkers ever says is, our immigration system is broken. No, you just don't like our immigration system. It's not broken. I mean, we could update some things and we could improve it, but it's not broken. They broke it by not enforcing it. And the laws that are on the books were made by lawmakers throughout our republic's history. So it wasn't like McCarthy just made this law. No. We've had these laws. And they've been tweaked right along. And it's Congress's responsibility. So if you don't like our laws, how about you ask Congress to change them? Or improve them, or whatever it is you think they should be doing. You don't just ignore them. You know, I'm just a lot of laws people don't like, so you ignore them. That doesn't make them go away. It just makes you a lawbreaker. Want the laws changed? Do it how our system set it up to be done. Get your representatives to change the law. You get enough people to ask the representative, they'll do it. what they're doing you know they're admitting to the 10 million now so you know the hell of a lot more than that came across that border if they're admitting to 10 million oh of course and then the thing is is that they know they're not challenged so it's okay for them because who's going to complain and anytime somebody puts up a blockade they have the feds come and take down the blockade or cut the wire I'll lift the wire up and let these people in. Yeah, even though the judge said you can't do that, they don't care. Well, how are you going to call them illegals when the door was open for them and they were invited in? Just like in the Capitol that day, the door was open, those people were invited in. Now they're guests. They're not trespassers. And once you give them a court date, you're giving them legal status and the right to be here. And then when they don't show up for the court date, then they're not in compliance, so now you've criminalized them. But they weren't criminals when they broke in. But if they don't comply, then they're criminals. Well, if they're caught voting Republican, then they're criminals. They shouldn't be voting at all. Why would you let foreigners who have no business being here 
decide the fate of your country. Because it's liberal. That's, that's also why. crazy. Yeah, well, that's also crazy. Let them vote. No, we're not. Yeah, allowed well, to I want to go down and vote in Venezuela. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go vote in Venezuela and Haiti and China and, and Russia and wherever else these people are coming from. Yeah, try going over there and vote and see what happens. Try breaking into their country and see what happens. We protect borders around the world, the United States does. We protect Europe's borders. We protect Ukraine's borders. We're protecting Israel's borders. We're not protecting our own. We're protecting Iraq's borders. Why are we not protecting our own border? And if we're fighting all these people, why are we letting them in? You know, I mean, you got people coming from Yemen and from Mm -hmm. Lebanon. You got people coming from Turkey and from, you know, there's a lot of Palestinians that are flying them in. You know, if if we're fighting all these people, Hamas and stuff, why are we letting them in? You know, and those 900 Chinese people that have come in. They didn't escape China. They were sent here. You don't escape China. Well, some of them might. Well, maybe if you're a Chinese businessman, you come over and you defect. Yeah, or if uh, if you sneak out somehow because you uh, your social credit score is habitually low, you you will yeah. find some of those people, but not many. Yeah, and how are they going to get here if their social credit is so low they don't have the money to get here? You think they, these Mexican, these, these uneducated Mexican cartel members, they, people would believe that they would go to China and they recruited these people to come here? No, they didn't. That didn't happen. No, their government sent them, or most of them that are here. So they're spies. Sure, a lot of spies come over. You know, they found Russians and and Belarus people and stuff coming across that border. And it used to be eighty two percent of them were men. Now it's ninety two percent of them are single men. Hmm. So they've given up the pretense with the women and children. Oh, they got they stole enough of them. Did you see the Texas um, Rangers? They pulled over a vehicle and all the illegals bailed and left the two little kids behind. Yeah, I saw that actually. What? I said I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, imagine what was going to happen to those kids. They didn't get turned over at the border. And that was a car full of strange men. You know, those little boys are 7 and 11 years old. God only knows what would have happened to them. Everything from child labor to prostitution to organ harvesting, who knows what would have happened to them. Nobody knows they exist until they got pulled over. They would just fade into this country and disappear. And the sad thing is that they're so young they don't even know where they're at. No. 
Yeah, they're just young kids. Where's their mother? What happened to her? I, uh, even if, We don't even know if those two little kids were related. They just happened to be in the same car. Who knows if they're even brothers? That's sick. I get I get really upset when I think about these children. God only knows where they are, who they're with, what's happening to them. Nobody even knows they exist. How are we going to look for them if we don't even know they're here? You know, you know, if you got ten kids and you can only account for eight, you know, two are missing. What right. if you didn't know you had ten kids here at all, and two are missing? How are you gonna know? No, you're not. No. And I just hate to think of the parade of horribles that could be happening to these children. They're not all going to loveling, adoring families. You know, that would be nice in the ideal world, but there's no ideal world here. Not in this situation. And they make it so easy. And then they just melt off into the scenery, never to be seen or heard from again. You know, and and why aren't we hearing about cries from parents saying my kids are stolen like you know my Venezuelan kid is not here where is it where is it you know how come how come nobody's looking for these kids they don't know where they are either you just say oh, okay they're gone and that's it oh I doubt those two little kids were in a detention center anywhere yeah, I don't think you know, so. Youth service board. Maybe they were orphans and they were too expensive and they were handed over. I don't know, but it's very, very upsetting to that. There's a lot of things that are upsetting going on. I wonder how the DNC's making out. Oh. That's funny. I didn't even think about look, uh, looking for any updates. <laughs> it's cleared. It's cleared out, Joanne. Yeah. They locked down the Thanks. city all around there, and it's all cleared out. All right. Yeah, because you know those Democrats aren't going to put up with that going on at the house. No, it's going to be a it's it's going to be a common thing of this happening. They have created a Frankenstein monster that they cannot control now. Mm. And they're going to have to live with it. Well, yep, they created this Frankenstein. But, you know, that always happens in revolutions, too. The people that helped overthrow end up getting burnt. And then they turn against the people that they help get in, and they end up being eliminated. By the way, that that communist mayor in Chicago, uh, the Gateway Pundit's announcing he has the lowest approval rating ever uh, for for Chicago. Nobody likes this guy. But they voted for him, so they have to live with it. 
They did. They booted out Laurie Lightfoot, and then they put this clown in. They went, you know, that wasn't that wasn't a step up. That was a step down. I would have never thought that Laurie Lightfoot was was better than someone else, but they proved me wrong. You are right. His his opponent was a really uh, pretty good guy. I remember that. Whoever that was, I forget, but yes. He was, yeah, he was, a, he was a, you know, I mean, what he wanted to do, what what Chicago needed to be done. Well, they didn't like that because uh, because Brandon Johnson is black. So that, that was more important at the time. Wow. That's what it is. Hey, Joanne, I found the thing. Yes. Fannie Willis is having a fundraiser in D.C. What, the, what is that all about? Why is she in? Yeah. Uh, who, yeah. Who's at this party? That, 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 that's a party I like to be invited to, to see who all comes. Yeah. I wonder if any of our friends will be out there with the cameras. Is she is she gonna run for anything? Also, with her, she they said uh, the Trump trial will probably drag into twenty twenty five. Yeah, the, uh, her thing is falling apart. Hey, that guy that killed that um, Texas SWAT officer and killed the hostages—he was on the FBI's terror list. What was he doing? Another here? one. Another one. Yeah, him and his family were here. And he killed the Texas SWAT officer. The guy was wearing night vision goggles and mm-hmm. uh, body armor. Just like our guy up in Maine. Yeah. By the way, did you see that article? Uh, the Chinese have all these pot uh, shots. They're growing pot everywhere across Maine. No, I didn't hear that. Let me, let me find the story. My friend Bump, you, you ever hear the guy, the lady that runs Bombard Body Language? She's on Oh, YouTube. her, yeah, I like her. Uh, she's my friend. She's my buddy. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got to know each other here, and that she that does a good killer, job in the body language. Oh yeah, I, I'm always sender. <laughs> I said, hey, what about this one? What about that one? So, some of them she'll pick up and do. Yeah. But she she posted about. I'll, I'll find the article here. Hold on here. This was in this what was going up in Maine. It was unreal. With that, where that killing was was right around the corner where she lives at yeah i know they had the they had the people out for days looking for that dude let me see she posted that she lives out there in the sticks and that was too close to comfort for her yeah oh here we here we go i found i found the article hold on here i'm going to send it to you 
name is Rad Mohammed Nassai. He's 32. The guy that killed the cops. And he's been on the terror watch list. So what was he doing in Texas to kill cops and hostages? Yeah, they're more worried about using SWAT teams to go after a grandmother or a, somebody who was at the J6 without a gun. But this guy, a terrorist, right, he's on their watch list. What are they going to watch him for, just to watch him commit murder? They'd rather watch people walk inside the ropes at the Capitol. Julie Kelly says, mark my words, the only two police departments in the country that Democrats defended for the past three years are the Capitol and the D.C. Metro Police. So now they're going to come the bad guys again. So, you know, wait for the call for the Dems to investigate excessive force for tonight's riot. Yeah, because they, they whipped one guy. They grabbed him. He was throwing shots at the cops, and they flung him right down the stairs. He landed on his feet, face-planted. I saw that in the video, and they're saying, hey, he just threw him down the stairs. The guy was coming at him. He shoved him, and he went down the stairs. But, yeah, they're going to say excessive force, and no oh, boo-hoo, they'll all be crying. That's what they do. They march in the streets, and they're violent, and they're bullies, and they break things, and they throw things, and they paint things and destroy stuff. But during the day, when they're in them colleges, they're like, oh, boo-hoo, and this is wrong, and that is wrong, and I need my emotional support pacifier, or I need to read Paddington Bear or watch the movie or something. Got to go in my safe space with the crayons. They they do. They curl up in a fetal position and cry if people talk to them. But they sure are bullies in the street at night when they're marching in those rallies. Except that, you know, you look at them and that's the same kid that was crying all over the counselor's office today. And now out there screaming in the cops' faces. Doesn't sound like somebody who's afraid of society. They're all full of it. And they're just marching in the streets like they know what they're doing, and they don't. They could be marching in the streets for the for the right reasons, but they're not. They're sending us back into the dark ages. Now, they sure cleaned up San Francisco pretty quick, though, when the other dictator was visiting. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So, and he, And he says it's true because it's true. Like he, he was upset yeah. that that somebody asked him a question about it. I think. Yeah, you say you're making it for the fancy people. Yeah, well, it's true, because it's true. Yeah, that's the only reason he's cleaning it up. People have been begging him for years. Businesses have moved out of there. Um, residents, taxpayers, they have to wade through human feces and human blight to get to and from their home, their bus, their work, whatever they're doing. 
and nobody did anything. They just gave them more crack and free pipes and vending machines with crack in it and just let it fester. And oh, they he's owning it too. He's trailers. out there. Of course we did that. The president of yeah. China's coming in. Of course we had to. And it wasn't one American flag. They had the streets lined with Chinese flags, the whole parade. Correct. They even had a parade today for China. Yeah. They had a Marine. This is unreal. They had a Marine holding a Chinese flag. What? Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, no. And they had the streets lined nothing but with Chinese flags. There was an American flag to be found on that route. I know. I saw that. I thought it was disgusting. I, I, I thought I was looking at Beijing, not San Francisco. And they had the big grates up all along the sidewalks and stuff. They went through there with pressure watches and sandblasters. Mm-hmm. They even painted buildings, you know, abandoned buildings that were all beat up and stuff. They prettied them all up. But the real estate market in San Francisco has crashed. Nobody wants to lease those office buildings and the warehouses and stuff. You couldn't get to or from them. Your employees couldn't get to and from them. But now Xi Jinping comes to town and you clean those streets. What a slap in the face to the people that pay taxes there. And all they well, did was bust them across the bay. Well, we yeah, know they're all open the country. Say that again, Joe. I said, we know who's running this country. Yeah, Xi Jinping. Gave us a lot of money. Come over here to look at his investment and see what's going on. Probably owns half of of San Francisco. And, of course, Gruesome's there kissing his butt. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're partying on into the night now. But they let Joe Biden give that um, news conference himself. Xi Jinping wasn't there. Blinken was there. Why would Blinken and be Blinken there? Blinken was just. What? But why would he have it? Why would he even do the conference by himself? Uh, Xi Jinping didn't want to participate in that. He doesn't answer questions to reporters. Mm-hmm. Right. And Biden wasn't doing a great job either. All he did was laugh and snicker and. Like his, he moves in slow motion. You know, even when he went to scratch his face, he looked like he was high as hell. It took him a bit to scratch his little eyebrow. I read something that, that, that uh, they cut his mic a few times when he was trying to talk because he wasn't he wasn't doing too well. Yeah, that's probably another reason the Chinese guy didn't want to be there. You know, I'm not going to sit next to this babbling idiot while he answers questions. Mm-hmm. Not going to give them any answers, and I'm not answering questions. So what am I doing there? They're, they're, the Chinese are laughing in our face. You know, their economy is, is shrinking too. So now he's got all these pictures. Look at the streets; they love me. The streets are lined with all kinds of decorations for me, and they're celebrating me and having parades for me. And America loves me. And Joe Biden gave them everything he did said he's going to drop the tariffs, and he says he's going to be president next time. And Xi Jinping says, yeah, well, I'm not going to make any agreements till 2025. So he just come over to, what, be a tourist? 
go to a couple of nice restaurants with these guys, and then he's going home? I think he just wanted to survey the lot, and uh, and this, uh, all he has to do is show up. Um, I I just think that there's going to be a three-way war for America in, in about three years or less. I think we're already You're going to have the Islams that think that this is their land. You have the people from South America that are coming up by the thousands, and then you have China that they they think this is their land. It's just going to be the the wild wild west again. Well, China owns a lot of land in America, owns right. farms, owns industries. Mm-hmm. So you know, and they loan us money all the time. So we can give it away. Yes. And we pay it back with interest because we're a taxpayer. Right. Uh, They dumped most of their investments now in the United States. China has. And the bonds. Mm. Yeah, I knew they were were ditching bonds. And their real estate estate market is 80% underwater right now. Collapsing. Yeah. And the hundreds of billions of dollars. Yeah, well, they get so greedy that they, they price people out. And then no one's going to rent their stuff. If they kept their prices as low as possible, people would be able to afford to, to rent these properties. But you think you got a million-dollar asset over there, and you only got a half a million-dollar asset, you start charging people ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 a month to rent these office buildings, and they found out that they can get their employees to work from home. They're not going to put out the twenty grand, right? So you're going to be stuck with this overpriced real estate, and that's what's going on. They priced everyone out. You know, normal families can't live on one job. Used to be, the father worked, the mother stayed home, and they supported their house and sent their kids to college and went on summer vacations and stuff, you could actually support a family on one income. You can't do that now. You know, they've driven such a wedge in the family that the father's working two and three jobs, the mother's working two and three jobs. They pass each other in the hallway. You know, the little kids, they're off at the daycare. Uh, You know, they just see these parents in passing. And by the parents, by the time the parents get home from work, they're exhausted. The kids are exhausted. So it's putting a real damper on families, and it's hard for families to stay together. And the money situation is just not getting better. And the welfare system, they'll support a single parent, but they're not going to support a couple, you know, a guy or a woman can have a bad streak and need help, but one of those parents mm-hmm. has to leave that house in order for that family to survive with our welfare system. We should incentivize keeping parents together and helping them both out. If we're going to have a welfare system, do it to benefit the family. You know, if the family's broke, the family's broke. They're going to be on welfare anyhow. You might as well try to keep them together so that the children are more supervised, better educated, Mm -hmm. better manners. 
you know, two-parent households are better than a single-parent household. Except they said that a single-parent household with a father is the single parent. They have the same results as a two-parent family. But the single mothers, they are lacking the male role model. So the children get out of control. And the mothers are trying real hard, and they're working their bums off, but they, they're not as firm and as strong, and, and they're not the father. Children need their father, too, and their mothers. But you can't support a family on one income anymore. And buying a house, I mean, that's just out of people's range now. The American dream, you know, you want the house in the country with the picket fence and the 2.2 kids and the little car in the driveway maybe and a dog. But that's out of reach for some people. Some people are never going to move out of their parents' house. They're not going to be able to afford it. You know, if well, a the guy kids are making... Good. The kids are moving back in with their parents. They can't afford to live. Because they're charging $3,000 a month for a one-bedroom apartment. And the kid's making, what, seven $800 a week? So $800 a week, that's $20 an hour. Yeah. Before tax. They're, they're not doing that. Yeah, so, I mean, how are they going to afford to an apartment, never mind a house? They got to have roommates, or they got to move back in with their parents. And who's going to be a roommate in a one bedroom? That's true. That's a good point. You know, you have to put twin beds up. You know, a couple, couple of college students, maybe they could do it, but I don't know. It's, I feel bad for the kids nowadays. You know, what I paid for my house was affordable. But for me to sell this house at this market right now, the people who would be a potential buyer, they won't have it long if they don't have a steady, steady income and job security. But you're in an area too, Joanne, where the the, the housing market has not crashed yet. Yeah, as no. compared to other cities. People are still fighting to move to Florida. Yeah, well, our prices went through the roof, our real estate prices, but now they're starting to stabilize and come down a little bit. But I I couldn't believe the value of my house. I was like, whoa, I didn't know it was worth that much. Yeah, I can't believe that Zillow said a few months ago my house was worth 406000 I'd sell it, and the, well, if I sold it, where am I going to go? Yeah, because it's going to cost you more than that to find another place. Right. If your house is worth that, so is the rest of them. So that's what I'm thinking about this place. If this house is worth that much, then so is everything else. So even if I were to sell it, I'm still gonna it's still gonna cost me to go into a new place. Hey, this just broke here. Uh Biden made a speech tonight at the APAC conference. Mm-hmm. And this is what he said. He said he, referring to Gavin Newsom, can 
be anything he wants. He can have the job I'm looking for. Oh. Hmm. Gavin's running. I told you. Yeah. Yeah, Proof said that, too. Proof said he's been running right along. He's just, you know, waiting in the wings for it to be official that Biden's out and Michelle doesn't want the job, although she, so this, still, has, she still has time. When's the deadline? Coming up real like quick. It's a little over two months now, a little bit more than two months. I was going to say, isn't it some point in mid-January? Yeah. yeah, that would be about two months. Yeah, it's coming up real quick. I know that. So they, they still have a little bit of time. But they are definitely going to try to squeeze him out. You know, I figure over the holidays, when everybody's distracted, maybe through Christmas and, and New Year's, right in that time frame, he's mm-hmm. just going to get real sick and just say, you know, I can't do this anymore. Or they're just going to throw their hats in the ring and force them out. You know, they're already trying to get him to go out nicely. And every time he's resisting, they keep going after his kid. And he's thinking, the only way I can protect the kid is if I stay. So if they were to give him reassurances or let him pardon his kid or something, then he'd be happy to move out of the way. But as long as the problems for that kid are hanging over that kid's head, he's not leaving. You know, you can see that fight going on. But he's not getting assurances everything will be fine. And it was him that went after Trump. It was actually Obama that went after Trump. But Biden's face is on it. Biden's name's on it. Mm -hmm. So they're going after Trump. So even if they did give him reassurances... That's only for the people that are in charge now. Should Trump get back in office, you know, maybe he won't go after Biden. But they opened that door and left it wide open for the next person to come along and go after them. They never should have set this precedent because there's a lot of ex-presidents and ex-officials who they can go after should they choose to, like Hillary, like Obama, like Biden. You know, they could go after Bush if they wanted. Once it's okay to go also, after an ex president. That also sets up another precedent, though. Yeah. Yeah, because then you'll have retaliation. But right, and then they'll just have that forever. Trump. Yeah, they've tortured Trump and they've tortured his family. And when he gets back in, you know, uh, they're not sure that he's not going to come after them. He probably won't because he didn't like it done to him. Good way to scare them. Yeah. You know, they're already saying, what if Trump gets back in, he's going to come after us. But they have no self-awareness. Well, you're going after him. Let it go. Just drop it. Drop all of it or suffer the consequences because you made it okay to go after him. So now it's okay to go after you too. You can't just make it okay to go after one ex-president. 
if this is okay, then it's okay for all of them. Hey, we got a hero in Texas. He's an ex-convict, and his name is John Philip Lally, and he ran towards gunfire to save the life of a cop who was shot in a shootout. You guys want to hear it? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, We've got a couple minutes. All right. It says, the incident happened on Highway 59 in Texas during a gunfight between police and a carjacker. Lally, who found himself in the middle of the shootout, noticed that an officer was injured and immediately jumped into action, dragging him away from the line of fire to safety. Lally was able to record the entire incident on his phone. He said, as soon as I jump out of the car, there's gunshots going off. Then I looked to my left and saw that cop get shot, he said. The incident happened after police tried pulling over a suspect who sold a, uh, stole a vehicle. After the suspect crashed, he got out and started shooting at police. One of the shots hit Officer Jay Gibson in the leg. That's when I grabbed that cop by his vest and dragged him all the way back to my work truck, Lally said. The shootout ended with officers killing the 19-year-old. All right, guys, I wanted to tell you. Lally, who has a long criminal record, lives in Houston, and now he's a business owner and CEO of a T-shirt company called Deal Records. Thank you. Night. All right, everybody. Thank you for calling today, too, Joseph. Uh, Everyone else will be back again tomorrow. So please support the other shows on the network. It's not just a negative show here, but until tomorrow, hold on to the handrail. Keep hope alive. Remember, only you can prevent the worst fires. I am... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over the limit by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details.